our first shot of tequila in honor of Betty White. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. There you go. Number one. You know what my, no, what my resolution is? Yeah. For 2022? Yes. No more broke dick, okay? No more what? No more broke dick. No more penis from a man that has no money. Did you say broke dick? Yeah. Oh. But it's always good. Throughout the show, we have, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that thing yeah. that we took a little earlier. Ooh, that, that thing we took? With that shot. Yeah. Uh, special, how, why does it hit so fast? I know. I haven't eaten anything. Was that uh, a, there you yeah. go. So I don't, it's it's full not. of pot and it's sitting on my desk. Um, <laughs> wait, you have a, you have a thing, a pot sitting on your desk? I have many things of pot on my desk. <laughs> um, is that legal In now? February or March, just don't read right. the fine print. Is there anything you've never seen that you're kind of embarrassed to admit? Sound of music. I've never wow. seen Sound of no, Music. No, I may not have seen Really? It. You can take our gay cards right now. Yeah. So I am the Big Apple wow. on top of uh -huh. the Big Apple. This is my glass of champagne, but it holds an entire bottle. And just in case things go a little crazy, we have a fireman on standby. Oops. Oh, I think Ooh. he forgot. I think he forgot half of his equipment. <laughs> I don't and we think have he American Young with gosh. us tonight. I, what do you think? The girls are out. Do oh a shot of tequila. Oh, I'm wow. sorry. I've been right, holding so on. Top to... of the hour, and we're just right. We're just having a good time. What? Cheers. <laughs> Happy nice. New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Cheers. <laughs> wow. That was unnecessary. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> Ladies Whoa. and germs, the <laughs> end of time, the year spectacular. Long time no see. Too yeah. long. Too, too long. long. Too long. A month and a half or something. No, it's been. A, We're it's, still alive. It's been a minute. We're here, and we are. Uh, uh, we apologize for our uh, protracted absence. And just and just because we hadn't been uh, recording for so long, just to add a little bit of extra time to that. Uh, there was a massive power outage in my, oh my entire God. city. Yes, uh, that lasted a number of hours, and uh, so literally, like right before we were about to record, <laughs> like, yeah, like one second. It before. was about to hit the big red button, <laughs> and then I just disappeared. Uh, it was yeah. uh, unfortunate timing, but but we made it. And, uh, and yeah, Gabe and I just kind of sat there, and I watched Gabe vid play video games, and I ordered Chinese food in the meantime. Yeah, it was great. it was a great time. <laughs> we had a good time off camera. I just I just love that you know, the state, the economy, and then even God Himself tried to thwart <laughs> this very recording. I know mm -hmm. this is a, this is 
This is basically a, a forbidden recording that we're doing right now. Forbidden knowledge uh, that we're imparting. Yeah, esoteric is about to become exoteric yeah. for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, we've uh, we've we've we sorry sorry we've been away. We've had some just busy uh, real life stuff going on, as they say. You know, Paul got a new job that is like been working a fuck ton at. Uh, yeah, and that has stopped, and I'm so you're transitioning back to, back to more or less normal. So we're gonna be back on our schedule. Schedule. <sighs> Thank Damn. God it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I can get back to the boys, back to reading, back, back to the to boys, back, back to the real fun, back to the real fun, back for the people we're doing. If we, you know, don't never yeah. forget who we do this for the people. Yeah. yeah. I do it for myself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the right, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day that we can supply uh, content, the guilt mounted. Oh my God. No, day. it's really true. Yeah. Like you feel like, uh, I feel very guilty when we miss some time like that. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause Hey, I love doing this, and I love talking to you guys because you're my friends. Yeah, I, I love my friends, especially in the holiday season. I, I know. get so emotional. <laughs> New Year's resolution: be more close and open with all. Of you. Yeah. yeah, New Year's resolution is talk to everybody that I love once a day. Anyway, but yeah, I do feel bad, and uh, yeah, but here we are, and it's a doozy. We're back with a, 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 our our second annual, believe it or not, spine crackers. End of the year holiday bonanza extravaganza wrap up special. Whoa. Right? Yeah, you might have to repeat everything you just said in the last like 30 seconds. Holiday end of the year extravaganza bonanza special. Okay, that was a little bit better. Matt, I can't hear I can you. Hear Matt. You can't hear Matt. Audio. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, dude, the, the world is conspiring against us. Did we just. Did we jump into this recording too quickly? And I don't know. Let me uh, let me pause for a second. All right, ready? Hey, we're back. We we figured it out. We made it happen, everybody. Yeah, one last technical hiccup. Hopefully, really for good measure. Hopefully, the last one. The world, reality itself, reviles our content so much. It's bullshit, dude. They yeah. don't. They don't want you to to hear the what we have to say for some reason. All right. Which is well, the books we liked, which is the books we liked in 2022, <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, basically, if you're if you haven't if you didn't listen to last year's uh, roundup, we have a few. Um. We're we're all gonna go through our top five books that we read for the podcast this year. Only ones that we read for the podcast, not that we read for the outside of the podcast. Um. And uh, we have some uh, categories, some award categories that we'll sprinkle in throughout. Um, we have some uh, uh, fun trivia questions that I'm going to surprise these two with and see who gets the most points at the end. And um, whoever wins that is the uh, winner. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> winner of the podcast. <laughs> is the winner of the uh, uh, Stump the Buff. Well, as we've stolen. All I need is to know that I could be the winner to become unreasonably aggressive and competitive (laughs) (laughs) and throw away everything that I have to potentially defeat Paul. Matt Matt goes for the the jugular every time. Every time. You are pretty, you are kind of competitive. I, yeah, Matt is. I didn't know Matt, this you're, about Matt you for is, a long time, Matt's like you, low key. Is. You wouldn't think this hang it like with his personality, but you're low key a little competitive. Yeah, there's so few things that I'm good at, but everything is sort of a referendum of my worth. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. a very unhealthy cycle that I get into. Uh, I don't well, the like funny it. thing is, we I think we all are competitive, but I just 
I wear it on my sleeve. Man, I just didn't know it for like many years, but yeah, you totally are competitive. I used to yeah. be way worse than I am now. I'm I've chilled yeah, out a lot with the competitive. I used to not be able to play. I had like a group of friends that did like, you know, like the nerd, like sort of esoteric board games and stuff. Oh, like I think you've told me online. about this before. Yeah. And I would just like, I couldn't do it after a while. Like I would just have meltdowns like internally, you know, where I'd just be like, <laughs> I, I, I actually have something to do at home. I would just like leave <laughs> because I would be losing. Um, So I don't do that. But yeah. the, the fire is there, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So should we kick this, kick this off, baby? Let's go. All right. So we're going to start off with all we're going to go through each of us and give our number five, our pick for our fifth favorite book. Should we tell everyone? Should we just remind everyone all the books that we read for the show this year? Or do we need do we not need to do that? Yeah, if you want to run down it. All right. So here's here's what we did this year. Let's count them. We did Charles Simic's two poetry collections, The Lunatic and The World Doesn't End. We read Christopher Isherwood's A Single Man, Italo Calvino's If on a Winter's Night, A Traveler. Sebastian Younger's The Glass Bees, Anna Kavan's Ice. Ernst. Ernst, what did I say? Sebastian. Ernst. That's fucking uh, Perfect Storm guy, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, yeah. my bad. Um, yeah, shit. Because I just have the last names on here, so I forgot. Uh, what did I say? Lori Moore's Like Life, John Bunyan's The Pilgrim's Progress, Paul Auster, Leviathan, Katarina Volkmer, The Appointment, Olga Tokarczuk, Drive Your Plow, Over the Bones of the Dead, John Wyndham's Day of the Triffids, uh, Ted Chang's Exhalation, Gerald Mernane's Barley Patch, Tony Morrison's Beloved, um, Yu Miri's Tokyo Ueno Station, Colin O'Sullivan's The Dark Manual, Maxine Hong Kingston's Tripmaster Monkey, his fake book, Roberto Bolaño's The Third Reich, Percival Everett's The Trees, Ivan Turgenev's Fathers and Sons, James Baldwin's Giovanni's Room, and Nicholas Mosley's Impossible Object. Whew. Beautifully done. Nice job. We read a lot of books. We did a lot of uh, content this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so top five. Let's kick it off. Number five. Who wants to go first? I'll do it. Okay. Oh, okay. My number five is Like Life by Lori Moore. Wow, nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what's uh what's your why? Okay, so we're gonna do like a, a sort just of a brief, background. brief little explanation about why you liked it so much. Um, I just thought that uh, you know, and this does I, I don't think my uh, ranking is going to necessarily represent the hard numerical scores we've we given get. them yeah. over the time because yeah. like in hindsight mine is, there's mine's stuff not either yeah so like this doesn't probably not going to match but uh yeah that that book just i love me a short story collection uh very much and uh laurie moore you know like we said probably in depth in the review uh just hits this uh perfect kind of like kind of eerie almost uh just odd very like personally quirky and idiosyncratic tone uh everything's very like pulled from her life but she finds all of these turns of phrases and kind of like metaphors and things to describe these somewhat sad but likable characters in and usually these kind of like liminal space american cities um and uh yeah it's not like the particulars stuck with me but just the uh the feeling that that collection evoked was odd and pleasant it's uh, it's it was really good and and uh, yeah so i just that's something that stuck with me kind of in an emotional way uh all these all this year <laughs> all these months later months later yeah yeah excellent pick all right paul you want to go sure 
My number five is Ice Ooh. by Anna Kavan. Interesting. Nice. So that's our, that's yeah. our second Kavan book, right? For the show. Yeah. We, we read, um, what was it called? What was the other one of hers we read? Oh, Sleep Has His House. Sleep Has His House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I really, I. it seems like so long ago that we've read read this, but I I do remember it just being like a, a very, very, very strange and non-linear, but like beautiful writing and kind of off the wall ideas. I just remember it being very, very creative. And um, I remember it being like difficult to read too just kind of mm-hmm. like it kind of like mind altering and she has a very um, unique, confusing like, unique style yeah but uh yeah it's one of the books i think i'm going off of like what books stuck with me that's part of my you know reading over the list i'm like i i had to like think about what that book was about <laughs> so right right you know but this one definitely stuck with me and um yeah it's it's my number five hell yeah um uh, yeah, that is a, a good, that's a weird, weird book, man. Very weird book. Uh, my number five is Tripmaster Monkey, his fake book mm. by Maxine Hong Kingston. Um, that was one that I didn't really, I don't, again, like Matt said, I don't remember the scores I gave half these fucking books. So maybe it's, maybe, maybe it'd they, be fun to to look up our scores. Okay. Yeah I, can actually, yeah. I can pull that up. Actually. Let me see. That's, that's actually a good idea. Um, I have it open. I like already. that we chose, I like that we chose like really strange, um, like female writers giving off a particular vibe more than anything else. Yeah. Oh man, I stopped putting the scores in a while back. Actually, that's <laughs> my bad. Oh my god. No, no, no. I do. I have. I, I have these ones though. So, uh, for like life, we all gave it four plus. So we all liked it. Matt four point one seven. Me four point three. Paul. All right, I did like it. Yeah. And then ice. Paul, you you gave it almost a four, three point nine, three point eight from me, and three point six from Matt. Um, and then uh, I stopped a little bit shortly after that. I don't know why. I'll have to go back and and figure them out, archive them. Sorry, I ruined your idea for a segment, Paul. Well, I guess you you still have them all in front of you, though, so you'll just have to remind us. I know, but I don't have them all. I stopped putting them in. Didn't weren't you writing them down though while we were doing them? Yeah, somewhere no, on, on random oh, pieces of paper, just like, like, <laughs> just like on an envelope that you stuff yeah. into your bed. Well, Don't I let them know our in house. Normally, I put them in the Google Doc, uh, yeah. which, uh, by the way, anyone can access. I think we have it on our uh, Twitter or somewhere. But yeah. um, and you can see all our scores. Uh, you can write us little notes when I put in them there. in. Yeah, no, it's you can't edit it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. but yeah I, I remember yeah, just funny. Really liking that book uh, and thinking it was very weird and very just, um, <clears throat> I just loved the, its portrayal of a specific moment in time from a specific point of view. And uh, the main character, you know, I just had such complicated feelings about him because he kind of sucked and was kind of just like that art guy asshole that everyone hates but yeah. was also really compelling to me. So uh, yeah, that one, and again, I, I agree with Paul. I'm going with the kind of like, which ones stuck with me? Which ones do I find myself thinking about? That's like kind of my starting point for, for this list. So that was, that's my number five. Let's uh, let's say which, who picked them too. Cause I don't remember already. Oh, like okay. So I, I, I picked that one. I picked ice and you picked, I the picked Lori Moore. Moore. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt, okay. uh, 0 for 3 so far on Matt picks. 
yeah i i definitely have some epics on my five so yeah all right good good um, good all right so good. i next, win so next up we have the uh we have the award for the book that we most want to reread the book that we oh, most want good. to revisit come back to give another mm. shot maybe um i'll go first on this one because I, I i already have one and this might be shocking because I had some hot takes maybe on this book, but it's Impossible Object by Nicholas Mosley, our most recent uh, uh, book. Because if you listen to the episode, I feel like I didn't. <laughs> I didn't you were I, not happy with it. It wasn't even that. I was just like, I didn't, I, I feel like I, I was missing something, you know, whether it was in the structure or you know the th some of the themes or something i feel i felt like there was some, i i think there's something there and i feel like i maybe just missed it and i want to go back and give it another try <clears throat> all right yeah well what would i like to reread i mean i feel like um i was gonna like for fun just as a uh something that would be like enjoyable and is it would it would probably be isherwood It'd probably be a single, single man. man as like as like a reread. Like it'd be nice to reread that book. I feel like in the summer, uh, mm -hmm. ideally, ideally, if you were in California, very uh, summer vibes. Yeah, um, and then I, I just want to add Bunyan as like a reference text mm. that I feel like I I don't know if a full reread necessarily, but like as just the sort of like foundational sort of text i guess it would be something i i could see myself like revisiting to just get certain passages out of or reference that's definitely going to be paul's choice he wants yep. to i know paul wants to reread bunyan like 10 times yeah <laughs> um believe it or not though that's my pick no bullshit yeah i just feel like i was in such a weird bad mood during <laughs> those months and definitely on that episode and i you, was just you like were, you were definitely in a bad mood um, but I feel like I would come into it with a much different attitude. I'd read it more like a historical document than yeah. which I what I should have read it as to begin with. I, I don't know. I'm I'm much more interested in reading it and giving it a shot and not just being like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I'm I, okay. Well, I'm surprised, but I, I fucking called it. Your but attitude. in terms of like for okay. fun, that wouldn't be the book. I, I'm mm. trying to think of like for fun would probably be um, Third Reich by Bologna. Yeah, that was just fun, good, fun, good time read. There's a vacation book. It's very like White Lotus feeling. Yes, yes. <laughs> no spoilers. No, no spoilers. There's none, but it's just it. You could see it being like one of the stories on that show or something. I have. I gotta. I gotta watch that show. I know everyone's everyone talking about it. Yeah, everyone. Everyone, everyone be talking about the White Lotus. True. Oh, it's Paul, almost annoying seen how it? often. No, I haven't seen it, but I'm okay. getting convinced to do so. By yeah. Well, it, by I feel like everyone, people. everyone, it's kind of a truism, right? That like your attitudes going in can just kind of make or break certain works of art in general. For like sure. Movies and books in particular. It's like, you know, I my go-to example is like Synecdoche, New York. Oh, yeah. Like, watch that movie the first time i was like this is just histrionic melodramatic bullshit, bullshit. Up, his own, up his own ass uh you know fuck kaufman uh and then i was depressed and watched it again and i was literally like weeping <laughs> <And> <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> this is me 
this is me. Yeah, I was like, it's this literally is so me. Real, he's me, Phil Seymour Hoffman. But yeah, that's so true, though. And both and both of those are, I think, co- like completely valid interpretations too of it. Yes, uh, yeah. I I still tend toward the uh, former with that movie, but I totally get where you're. I would probably again be like more critical of it now. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I actually I tried watching it earlier this year and I couldn't make it through because I was back to like this is melodramatic bullshit. Yeah, I yeah. Been. Mm-hmm. I, I like came full circle on it. Um, all right, next category. All we right. have up. One of my personal favorite categories every year, all two years, both years. Wor- the worst cover. What was the worst cover of a book that we read this year? And this is interesting, I think, particularly because we all have different editions uh, a oh, lot of true. times. So it, we're, we may have very, um, very different uh, experiences. Anyone, anyone who wants to go first? Um... Okay, I'll go. Mine is Ice by Anna Kavan, the Penguin Classics Edition. And this cover is, I just like laugh. I know you, you're not gonna be able to see it, people listening. It's that girl, right? It's like the but girl it's, painting. It's literally just this like. It's the Snow oh, Queen yeah. from Narnia. It, yeah. It literally is the Snow Queen from Narnia or like Frozen or something. And it's just like, it doesn't fit the book at all to me. And I you think it, it looks just like looks it, so bad. It looks like if someone did a mid-journey prompt for, like, realistic Elsa. Realistic well, Elsa, Ice Queen. It yeah. really does. It, <laughs> it, yeah. I remember saying on the podcast when it looks like a James Jean portrait, and we never looked up. I don't, know, I don't think we ever found out who the illustrator was. It's on but the now back. That, yeah. it, no, it's on the back. Who is it? Xiaoran Chang. Oh, okay. But, yeah, now now that AI art is out, it just looks like that, which is so depressing yeah. that yeah. the new reality <laughs> is like, oh, okay. Paul's very threatened by AI art. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's made me uh, rethink my entire career choice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, surprisingly, Everett got a tasteful and minimalist uh, cover from Grey Wolf. Yes. Usually they they shit the bed real bad. Um, he, he gets done dirty with those covers usually. But I'm going to go ahead and say uh, O'Sullivan, Dark Manual. Oh, that one was bad too. <laughs> like... Yep. It, it, yeah, and it doesn't help that the content of the novel is uh, very, very bad. Collins, um, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Collins gonna have a rough evening tonight. Yes, he I is. Think. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna ruffle the feathers of that one guy who left a YouTube comment. He was so mad. You know, yeah. if 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 he you if you Google uh, Colin o- O'Sullivan, which I just did, um, Dark Manual, our podcast comes up. Does it really? Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. We're the only yep. people that. Yeah. So right if he in. ever Googles himself, which I feel like he might. Yeah. <laughs> he might be the type. He oh, might, God. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're going to yeah. get an angry email someday. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's like what we were saying. It's like the, 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 you know, the quality of the book itself and then the writing, the writer. It's, it's like, it's, it's the, like the struggling it's, press it's the, shit. It's like, uh, it's the fourth Google result, actually. Yes, yeah. the algorithm's helping us. It's, um, it's Amazon, the publisher, Goodreads, and then us. Now we just have to get the algorithm to have us come up when we type in best podcast on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I, or or when, anytime anyone just p- types in books or literature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I want to be in the top three results. Yep. Well, my, my pick is also the dark manual <laughs> for the cover. Um, 
the typeface is absolutely ridiculous. It's uh, it's that makes that really breaks it for me. But there's also like looking at it again. There's like two little eyes in a cloud in the backdrop. Yeah, are you guys looking at it? It's it's absolutely hilarious. It's very um, weird. So yeah, bad cover. I mean, I think the illustrative person isn't bad as is, but like all the with the whole composition and the eyes and the typeface, it just like cements it at the bottom for me. It's just it's, it's you know it's a small publisher and yeah. they're they're strapped for cash and that's what you get you know to to be fair I guess to to them but like you know it is what it is and it's bad. It's so, Susie time. It's Susie time. <laughs> <laughs> Beastmaster Susie. Beastmaster Susie time. It's uh, Susie time. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, we're going to take a question from a listener. Um, if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash spinecrackers for as little as two bones a month. And uh, you get access to the Discord <laughs> where we have a dedicated Q&A channel where we do at the end of every episode, as you know, we uh, have a, a the public version of the episode and then a longer extended discussion for the patrons that goes on the patreon and in that usually every episode these days we take a couple questions from the discord um it's every fun. episode and it's a lot of fun and so if you want to submit a question you can uh uh you know jay up uh hit yeah. that patreon and uh get in the discord it's a, it's it's a lot of fun um so anyway all right i'm gonna kind of pick through these and then we'll we're, we're going to do a couple throughout to the the main version and then when we're done we'll do uh the rest of the the questions for the patreon segment that's kind of the plan um yeah. okay here's okay. He, here's uh i think this is a good question to start with what's your ideal reading environment asks Thelonious drunk on discord do you I'm have like, like a... the top of the the great pyramid <laughs> just directly wow. on top of there standing with on one foot standing on one foot yep. wow like genji genji dude overwatch <laughs> <laughs> there's the first there's the first one yep i mean like do people really vary that wildly in like their actual preferred situation when reading i feel like some i feel like some people have are very like vibe they want like a specific vibe when they are reading uh, but if, cozy, if, subjective if, term for cozy each time, probably. Yeah, subjective term for cozy. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I have I have one. I have my ideal version of a perfect reading spot. What is it? Mine would be like a mix between like a study from Clue, but all, but like on like a side porch with windows and it's like full of plants. And mm. it's kind of like a little bit of a um, greenhouse area. Yes. And there's a cat. Maybe there's some ins not incense, but like you know, something wafting. Um, <laughs> sure. I just I just love I love when things waft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and like a nice like leather couch that costs like six thousand dollars. That's yeah. You know, I love that. And like a rug, there's a rug there. Maybe some like stone tile. Mm. Um, that's very yeah, specific. That, nice. I could read in there. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can read there i can read in there yeah i i definitely second the uh the clue study uh uh thing i could that's one of my one of my life goals i don't have many 
but one of but one of them is to when I when I find my forever home when I buy my house that I'm going to stay in forever. I want more than anything a dedicated library with a ladder that goes around on one of those things that you can slide oh. around. Yes, that yeah, is yeah. that is one of my life goals. Yeah, that's yeah. But the other thing, I mean, I think we've talked about this before. For me, I pretty much exclusively read lying down, usually on my stomach. <laughs> so there would have to be some like surface in there that I could lie down that way on, <laughs> like a yoga mat, like yeah, like a mat or like a big couch that I could lie on that's firm. You I mean, need like in a that position right now, actually. I mean, I'm in. I, this is dude, the teen girl on her phone in the '80s. That's my go-to. <laughs> Kicking up my feet. Yeah. Yeah, you need yeah. some sort of like decadent aesthete sort of situation where there's like a long divan that you can collapse oh, yes. into, or, or just some like mats like on a floor that are like classy. Oh yes, that's so. That's my answer. Mm-hmm. See, I can't think in a big space or a small, like a big library. I mean, it doesn't have to be big. Doesn't doesn't have to be huge, but pretty big. So it's big enough to have a ladder that slides around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was a house in my town where I live that went up for sale that had one of those. Well, because it's a college town, so like there's professors and there's a there's some of that vibe around here in some certain houses and what and but you know it, we just didn't have the 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 means at that point to uh pull yeah. the trigger yeah i mean i second the no, like the the in, uh, aspiration to have like the dedicated library obviously like you know nothing better than being surrounded in a medium sized cozy but still spacious room surrounded by books and Some then uh vibe. i'm i'm going with paul like plants i need you know multi-thousand dollar sitting chair for sure <laughs> yep uh and um a really nice like um lamp like a nice dimming, dim dimmable lamp that's uh, good and, nice and i want a little ottoman for my feet and i want a little side table with my fucking bevy on it you know what that's, i mean that's the fucking move dude maybe i yeah. just maybe i just haven't found the right chair to read in maybe that's my yeah. problem i can only last about 20 minutes of tummy time uh, oh i love it i love I tummy time comfortable i love tummy time yeah i love my tummy time <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong that was, i like that was just- it that was so earnest. Like, oh, I love tummy time. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I do, man. And sometimes, I, I mean, uh, I do get uncomfortable sometimes. So, but usually, I just roll on my side and do it on my side. Yeah, you're such a lounging diva. <laughs> I am. I love lounging. What's that famous painting of like the nude woman reclining on her side? I forget. I don't remember the name, but I I can picture it. Yeah, that's you. That that's literally me. Yeah, we can recreate it right now using AI art technology. <laughs> yeah, we can, <laughs> and do it in two seconds as opposed to paying some idiot to do it painstakingly over months. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a million Trump. there's a million of these paintings. There's a very I mean, famous one. I forget what it's called. I think it, it, if if I, if this is the one, it's just called "Nude Woman Reclining on a Couch." Thomas Eakins. Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Oh, it's more like a drawing, though. No. No, I don't know. Maybe this isn't the one you're thinking of. I'm not sure. Anyway, all right, it's time for Stump the Buffs. 
round one. Okay. Ooh, boy. Okay. I'm, I started out, some of them are easy and some of them are tough. So, okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, this is the first question. In Percival Everett's The Trees, Gertrude brings in Professor Damon Thruff to document the activities of her group. Where does he teach and in what department? Oh, oh no. He teaches <laughs> he, he teaches in Chicago. What what school? Uh North Northwestern. Paul? The University of Chicago. Okay. That University of Chicago is correct. Matt was overthinking it. Fuck. And yes. I'm gonna kill you, Paul. The de- anyone oh, want to anyone know the department that he teaches in? What can you say his name again? Damon Thruff. Is it like sociology? Paul? Art. I mean, he's document he's documenting <laughs> like racial violence. Racial violence, right? Yeah. So it's like anthropology or sociology or socioanthropology, sociology. whatever. Yeah. Paul, would you have my guess was gonna be anthropology, but Matt Art. Matt said it's second. You can also well, guess. You can, you can both have the same guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll both just be right. No. Ethnic studies. Okay. Ethnic well, anthropology studies. is the uh is the what anachronistic term for ethnic studies, isn't it? Kind I'll give of? you I'll give you both a half point for that. I'll give you what? I got I got University of Chicago right. So yeah, you know, you know, Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul's at 1.5, Matt's at 0.5. Relax, Paul. Can you up increase the amount of points we get so it's more fun? So I get five points, <laughs> and I'll have and I'll have two and a half. Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can do that. We can do that. Paul has five. Paul, so Paul is five. Wait, so five. I wait, like so having what, five. How many, no, so if you get Paul five per question, ten, so Paul, no. has, Paul has seven point five, right? Yeah, and Matt has two point okay. five. I was thinking we get ten points for a full question correct. <laughs> That would make it easier. Ten and five. Ten for full. Five for half credit. So Paul, so I got 15. five. Paul is fifteen, and Matt has five. Uh, five, yeah. Okay, I like that. that okay, we did it. <laughs> okay, I hate addition. <laughs> okay. Um. Next up, we're uh, our number four book of the year. Okay. Our our we're moving down the list. I'll go. I'll go first this time. All right, go for it. Mine is uh, "Like Life" by Lori Moore. Damn, nice. Yeah. I mean, basically for all the reasons that Matt already said, it's just like, it was really good collection of short stories. And I remember it just being like, like humorous, but also just like really rooted and true to life. Like in, especially for like our age group, I would say I, I related to a lot of what she had to say. It's um, very relatable. And there's some tragedy in there and just some like kind of zany people that I still like zany characters that I still remember. Like, I remember that, I think it was the first or second story about the guy who was like trying to make it as a playwright. Yes. And kind of pushing his girlfriend away. And then slowly, I think he ended up homeless or something. Um, And it was, that one stuck with me, but yeah, great book. I remember the one where she's going on a date. The main character goes on a date with some like guy who she doesn't think is like her type, but slowly he's just, he's so charming. I think, is that the one, uh, the Jewish hunter? Doesn't he take her to like the some caves? Yes, that's yeah, the Jewish hunter, I think, is that yeah, story. Yeah. That one's super. I love that story. Is that the one where 
the woman embarrasses herself on a at like a like a dress party, like a Halloween party. That might be at the very beginning of that one. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, there's uh, I mean there's a lot of different little moments that I remember still. Yeah, it's really good, really good collection. All right, I'll go next. My number four is uh Ivan Turgenev's Fathers and Sons. Uh, I really enjoyed that book. Um, it's a classic for a reason. One of the kind of founding texts of Russian literature um, in the modern modernish era, uh, and it just it holds up, man. I think the whole intergenerational um, drama tension. I really liked all of the characters: the, the dad, the uncle, Bazarov. I just I thought it was just so well so well done and all of the characters are so so just drawn so uh uh clearly and and I thought it just it just really really worked for me um and I think it's like w- unbelievably relevant still somehow <laughs> yeah so um yeah fathers and sons that's my number 4 for the year Dads and boys, dads and lads. Dads and lads, yeah, daddies and laddies. Yeah, so you'll be surprised to hear my uh, pick for number four is Daddies and Laddies. By Ivan oh, Turner. why don't you guys Yo, kiss go. already? <laughs> we did this last year, dude. Me and Matt, we had the same pick for like three of them. I know, we'll see how this goes. Um, Yeah, for all the stuff Gabe said, you know, the, you know, anything that remains relevant like this long and is still published and like whatever has hit on something that obviously is, is just worth noting and respecting. And it's just really pleasurable to read something hundreds of years old or older and still be like, yeah, damn, you know, you're reading, you're reading some kind of verity here that holds true for like humans. Uh, Also, you know, just to the additionally, there's like the wild, genuine political uh like sort of implications or like reverberations from this text because this was when you could publish books and it also like mattered socially and politically imagine imagine that like you know uh you wouldn't have dostoevsky uh reacting to this book did it had it not existed in writing something like the underground man yep uh and kind of defining a certain caricature of the nihilist as like a figure in uh in like Russian anarchism or whatever. Or just so, politics yeah. in general, yeah. Yeah. So just a very, very cool, just even with its historical effect in Russia. Paul, what was your number five again? Ice by Anna Kavan. Oh yeah. Matt, what was yours? It was Like Life by Laurie Moore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually wanted, I forgot a book on the list and I, I scooted one around and I actually kind of want to take Kavan off, but it's too late. I'm not doing it. Too late, too late. I but scooted you can, you, my you number can, four. You can mention it though. Yeah, you want to yeah. just give it a... What was yeah, it? Which now, is that I, now that I remember the other book because of, of the list, I would boot Kavan down to six and put uh, Giovanni's Room at number five. Okay, okay. You You can do that. You can do that. We'll do that. Yeah, it's okay. noted and it's canon. Well then, what what did you like about Giovanni's room so much, Paul? Um, it 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 was just like um very psychologically interesting to me for sure. Um, sorry, you're putting me on the on the spot. 
Sorry, sorry. Yeah. All right, Paul. Giovanni's room number five. We don't, have to, we, don't, we, don't have, we don't have to get into it. You froze. Maybe you want to put ice back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wait oh, geez. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Um, I need coffee in me. Next category. You speaking. Suck next, that bean juice. Suck the bean juice, baby. Next category. Like which author from that we read this year do we most want to read more of in the future? Okay. Bolaño. Bolaño for you, Paul? Yep. Yeah, why? For sure. Well, I mean, that was the that was the first Bolaño. No, it wasn't the first Bolaño I read. Didn't we read? No. We read uh We read Nazi literature in the Americas. 13. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and I did not like that one at all, but um yeah, I really loved Third Reich and I just I I, I feel like I finally got a grasp of why everyone likes him so much. I'm um, clipping that. What I said, I really like the Third Reich, and I understand why people might, you know, like it, <laughs> so, like much. it so much. <laughs> Paul's going, Paul, Paul's going, Kanye. Yeah, there are, there are a lot oh, of things, a lot of things that I like about Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, but uh, yeah, that I'm um, I'm surprised I haven't thought about doing that since, but yeah, I just I love that book. I, I walked through that away. From thinking like this is the next great writer in my in my life i think that i need oh, yeah. to explore more that'll do you good um and that was like that was like six months ago i gotta get back yeah back to, on yeah. that dream but yeah i yeah it was just like uh i just love everything about his writing and um just like very strange winding connective stories that were explorative and strange plot points but psychologically interesting as well which i like so yeah 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 that's a good pick i would say bologna but i don't want to pick somebody that like i was already you've read a lot of bologna haven't invested you? in yeah. yeah like i haven't finished all the stuff but you know um i want to pick somebody that only the podcast sort of induced me to, to look into more mm-hmm. and want to read more so that'll uh be percival everett um let's go he's got a ton of stuff published that i have not touched only read the two for the show um but yeah everett just want to follow up on him just unique very funny did not like the trees that much um but i you know again listen to the episode about why i think that might have been a dud in his uh (laughs) this is one of my favorite words he's like yeah egg um but yeah, definitely gonna have to check out his like very large body of work. Yeah, mine is um, Olga Tokarczyk, and because uh, we read Driver Plow Over the Bones of the Dead, and I didn't like it that much. And she's very hype, sort of a very hype author in among, you know, literary folk. I would say, right? I think is that fair to say? Yeah. What was the one that won or got? Uh... Well, the, the, she had her the book of Jacob, yeah, the books of Jacob. Books I think Jacob, is her most yeah. recent big fat, big fatty, and um, so people were very hype on that book, and I think most people that read it liked it. So I kind of just want to get what the get what the hype is about her because the that that driver plow, it didn't work for me, and so I want to give her another shot and and kind of just try to figure out what the yeah what the hype's about. Yeah, flights is flights is I have flights and it's sitting it's on my 
giant TBR. Stack. I think that's the one that I would do uh, next. Yeah, flights. I don't have. I can't. I I don't have the uh, fortitude for books of Jacob right now. It's so long. So long. Uh, okay, next category. What was the most surprising book for you this year? The book that came out, kind of came out of nowhere and either you really liked, I, you know, I think because we do have another category for most disappointing book. So I think this is more of a positive category. The one you kind of yeah. came out of left field for you and you were like, holy shit, I fucking love, love this. I'll just go first because mine is is like life, which you've all mentioned already. And I had no idea what to expect going into that book. I'd never heard of Lori Moore before. and I just I loved it. I absolutely loved every fucking page of that book. Um, and I came away feeling like this is someone that I need to keep reading as well. She was also a candidate for that last category for me. So that book came out of nowhere and, and really blew me away. I loved it. I'm going to go with uh, Tripmaster Monkey and Kingston. Nice. Like I had never heard of her before. Uh, and it felt it's another one of these cases of like, you know, our own ignorance potentially, but also just like, damn, like she seems slightly buried now in the conversation uh, because like you were saying when you were, you know, you you picked it for number five. Um, yeah. It just came out of left field. It was also just such a like you said, it was just such a weird like you have this uh, unreliable narrator type person in this very psychedelic time period in San Francisco. And so it, the writing reflects that. And it's just this uh, really well done, just torrent of like experiential and subjective kind of like uh, perceptions going on in these mundane situations. And it's very like high concept, but also borderline plotless. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You just kind of get lost in that thing. Yes. And, uh, I was just like, holy shit, just took me by surprise. I hadn't had a reading experience like that. And I love that way of putting it. Lost um, in the sauce. You do get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with a single man by it, by Christopher. Because, mm-hmm. um, I was going to say Lori Moore gave like your pick because, but it's, kind of the same reason for both of them those were both my picks and they were kind of just like i have a you know with, with a single man i had heard about the the movie only and i hadn't seen it and it was just like a risk you know i had known that isherwood was a pretty big author and i was like this is either going to be like you know kind of normy and bad or it could be good and i ended up just absolutely loving it but it was a similar thing with with laurie Moore for me i was just like i kind of just looked her up and was like, this could be good. And I hadn't read any of hers either. And I had a similar experience with you as you gave, just like, whoa, I'm really just like happy that I picked this and and Isherwood. I'm basically saying that I picked good books. <laughs> you got Giga Chad Paul. <laughs> your intuitions are are top, top, you know, top tier. Follow your nose, yes, man. You. Yeah. yeah. All right. The two can Sam of Paul. <laughs> Paul is yeah, the toucan <laughs> Sam of random book fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, all did, right. Um, what? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, did Moore write? Uh, what is it like? Birds of North America. Yeah, it's some. I think it's. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's something like that. Somebody in my life kept recommending that for like literally like seven years, and I never, <laughs> I never read it. Yeah. 
the only reason I really knew her name. She's from she's from our neck of the woods, man. She's from Glens Falls. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Super close. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just it's just it's just called Birds of America. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, just looked it up. Um uh all right. Let's do another uh another listener question. Bring it. This one is from Kill Wolfhead on Discord. What is the worst book that we had to read in school, uh, not including college, like high school, middle school? Ooh. Ooh. I had to think about this one a lot th- today when I, as I was like prepping this. And I, and I, here, I, here's my answer. I had to read Anthem by Ayn Rand uh, in high school. In high school, I think. Yeah. And Damn. I, it was so bad. I mean, Rand is obviously a no, like pretty well known to be a pretty shit writer just not even getting into the philosophy of it but just at a prose level and i guess i guess what yeah asa i guess anthem is like maybe i've never read her big books but i i know that there's just like hundreds of pages of just philosophical monologuing from got from people and i at least anthem doesn't have that but still bad i read atlas shrugged did you really when yeah uh high school just on your own yeah is it was bad it's pretty bad yeah it's very funny it unintentionally yeah (laughs) like because her philosophy is so uncomplicated yeah uh so that all the mouthpieces for for it there's just there's basically like (laughs) it's like i just i think i just now i just think of like sam bankman freed and like you know like tech (laughs) Elon, Elon Musk is fucking uh what's his name John Galt because yes because there's just like this like uh there turns out to be like this secret island of like go-getter entrepreneur business geniuses that like run the perfect society that's what that's, that's like, literally what they want except they want it to be on Mars yeah I know that's what I'm saying it's just so funny even now like it's just like <laughs> there's the government is just like this horrible entity that uh makes a pain machine and is just leeching off of the genius of like ubermenches and stuff. It's, <laughs> and then there's this island where everyone that's smart gets to live. And I mean, honestly, I'm not. I am not against putting all like crypto bros on an island. Uh, that's yeah. Uh, I'm not against that idea. And they could just say, and they could just sit around and say to the moon, and we're all gonna make it to each other over and over again. Yeah, diamond. Gl- yeah. Well, there was that <laughs> funny <laughs> video about crypto land. Did you ever see that? Like, no, uh, I never saw that. Yeah, it's good. Do you think it would turn into a bit of a Lord of the Flies situation? Like instantly. Yeah, 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 for sure. Interesting. They would enough, they would all be trying pick. to uh, they would all be trying to mint. The co- <laughs> What'd you say? Is that your pick? Um, no, I thought about it maybe being my pick though. I don't like that book, and I did read it in high school. What book? Uh, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Oh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, I think it is actually. It's my own personal opinion, but I think it is like kind of demented and wrong psychologically i don't, I just um but I, I think i'd have to reread it like you i just kind think... of like i think that i mean i i feel like i need to reread it i'm talking out of my ass because i don't remember the details but i, I just feel like it, it became a little too harsh for me in terms of just like how humans i know they were like young boys in like that time of their and of your life is terrible and you you are just like you know, aggressive. And uh, I, I just don't think that dynamic would form under that kind of um, intense situation. I think things would level out. 
So I, I always had a feeling like it was diff- it was unbelievable. Mm. Um, but I feel like I am wrong. It's just like it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it? That's isn't my intuition. It... <laughs> isn't who is it? Isn't it just like a Hobbes Hobbesian allegory? Yeah, state of nature. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like we just you know the veneer of civilization can be brushed away with nasty brutish and shorts yeah we're all savages at the base and that kind of thing it's just that which is yeah i just don't really believe that i you know you think you think people would wind up cooperating and getting along yeah if i ever get on the joe rogan podcast that this is what we'll talk about (laughs) (laughs) hey i think joe rogan conversation man it's coming in 2023 spine crackers on joe rogan yeah yeah all three of us Yep. Jamie, can you bring up uh, Giovanni's room? Third paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That would be so fucking funny. That would be yeah, cool. I, we, we should lobby for that, for real. We should. Hashtag Spine... Yeah. Hey, everyone listening. Hashtag like, at Joe Rogan. Hashtag get Spine Crackers on Joe Rogan 2023. That's the hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. I like... Um, I read... Uh, I haven't. I've re- I only read one other book by uh, Golding, the Lord of the Flies author, William Golding, and it was Spire. really good. Yeah, the Spire is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the only other one I've read. So I, I would, I would like to read some more of his work. Um, I think I feel like he, he has this because everyone has to read Lord of the Flies in middle school or high school or whatever. I feel like he has this reputation as like not a young adult writer, but almost like a you know baby's first serious fiction type yeah. typewriter because of that book and i i feel like that's probably almost certainly undeserved um and and so i'd it's like almost to like, read some of his other work it's almost like an anthony burgess has like a similar like just like, like a, yes. not quite the same but like everyone knows a clockwork orange and the man definitely wrote a lot more of other stuff and he probably was just it's like fucking jesus all right like, everybody stop yeah. reading this fucking book please yeah the droogs i get it <laughs> All right, I just I didn't say mine. Oh, oh, you didn't? Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. No, although I can't think. Like, I feel like I liked a separate piece, even though it was like a slog. Uh I love that book. That book I think separate. Really I haven't read it in a while, but I remember really liking it. Yeah. So I, otherwise, I don't know. It was pretty quality in hindsight. My bad memories are from elementary school, like specifically sixth grade. Um, they made us read all of these really depressing like books about death like it was like time to learn about atrocity and death <laughs> like all of a sudden and i remember reading uh where the red fern grows oh uh, man about the dogs and That's then a tough uh, one. the other one i remember very clearly is i think it's called a thousand paper cranes yes and it's mm-hmm. about a japanese girl who wants to like be an olympic like runner and then the bombs go off and uh, she just holds on to those dreams as she dies of radiation poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she has to make a thousand paper cranes, and that's when she'll live because it's like good luck. And she makes like 999, and then the cancer and radiation poisoning. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm just like in sixth grade. I think I have a brain tumor every time I have a headache. And I'm just like, why the <laughs> yeah. fuck are yeah. we being subjected to this? Jesus. It is, it's, it is tough, like, you know, figuring out when to, or like what, yeah, when to have kids engage with that kind of stuff when to hit you with something serious when to hit you with the serious stuff so i don't know if maybe it was like warranted but like i just remember it being an unpleasant uh 
time by intention probably but i never read that one but i know i know about it all right during that time the lion the mountain lion would have been better to read oh man they petition truly petition to replace what what should the mountain lion replace in the high school curriculum i think a separate piece is good mountain lion could replace it yeah Uh, similar ideas floating around in that growing up i love i love that book but i have like strange personal reasons i don't even want to talk about on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh wow okay whoa (laughs) whoa yeah i love that Um, book do do you read i don't think we read uh i did i at least didn't i never had to read um catcher in the rye in high school did you did you oh oh, i did yeah no i did i I didn't have to read it i did and i loved it yeah, that's one of the books that got me into reading. Actually, it was The Hobbit and then Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> <laughs> we should do. I think we in the same it, class. We should read it for the for the podcast. I haven't read it since I was like probably sixteen. We should. I I did buy Franny and Zoe because I was like, why don't I read a different uh, title by by this guy Salinger? Yeah, and Raise I mean, High the Roof Beams is is a genuinely good short story collection. We should. We'll do it. We'll read some Salinger maybe this year. Yeah. All right. There's a there's a great uh character that's based on Salinger in Hey Arnold. You guys remember that? Oh, that sounds fucking familiar. There's like Ooh, a guy, what's... there's like a reclusive guy on an island yes. in one episode. And uh even as a kid, I was like, that's JD Salinger. Damn, you picked <laughs> up on that? I definitely I, re- I remember this. I remember this. Oh fuck, I gotta Stupid look that up. Kid, that's all I got. There were so many good characters in that show, dude. Stoop Kid, the the pigeon guy, or yeah, was it yeah. was it a woman? No, it's Pigeon Man. The fucking haunted yeah. train episode is one of my favorite yeah. episodes oh, of television that. ever. One of my favorite Christmas anything's is the Hey Arnold Christmas special with Mister Wynn trying to find his dog. Oh my god! Yeah, Dino Spumoni snow oh boots. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> is it Dino Spumoni? Yeah, it's, Nancy um, Nancy Spumoni. Nancy Spumoni. Yeah. Yeah holy shit dude that shit goes hard yeah that's a great and it's a full they they did like half at 15 minute segments per episode but that was a full one yeah i mean mm-hmm. i love hair i like i like hair hey, holds up dude it's so good I like early rugrats early early rugrats dude i was just <laughs> the i just the other day was memeing on uh, with morgan about that fucking scene that iconic scene i forget what episode it's from but it's like you know Dee Dee comes down and Stu is up making chocolate pudding at like four in the morning and she's like Stu what are you doing making chocolate pudding at four of them or why are you making chocolate pudding at four, four in the morning and he just goes because I've lost control of my life <laughs> <laughs> is that a meme it goes around okay yeah that's so funny so fucking iconic I think he's in a bathrobe too. Wasn't he's in he a like bathrobe, constantly yeah. in like a purple bathrobe. Yep. Yeah, he was yeah. a toy maker in his basement. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, you guys ready for stump the buff round two? All right, bring it, bring yeah. it. I need to okay. redeem myself here. Okay, this one's a, this one might be a little too easy, but here it is. I don't want to say that in case one of you gets it wrong, but I feel like it's it's easier than the first one. Can't wait to feel like shit in Giovanni's room. David's girlfriend, Hella, is on a trip away from Paris. Where is she? She's in Spain. Uh, England. Okay, final answers, please. Matt? Spain. I thought it was Spain. Spain, Paul? Fuck. Spain. 
It was. Uh, I'm not saying that because I'm copying Matt. It was like Spain or England. Sure, whatever. You said England first, whatever. Final answer, Paul. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Spain. indeed, it is Spain. Uh, everyone gets it, ten points. Yes. So twenty-five for Paul, fifteen for Marl. <laughs> Maybe from now on, we for to not cheat, we should write it down. We have to. Put oh, that's a the, good idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to write it down. I, before... Even though I did not cheat just now. Oh, sure. I felt sure, like sure. I did. I felt like I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever yeah we have to lift, uh, we have to lift up our answers on a little card after a countdown yes okay. and i will say matt you're gonna have some opportunities to make up big points because one of the questions has one of the next questions has two parts okay this that's so my time so you All have right. that's your chance to make up some big points okay so is that a 20 pointer it's no or it could, it be, could 20, be it could be a 20 pointer yeah if you get okay. both parts you can get one and not the other um all right let's go for our uh our number three book of the year Okay. Who hasn't gone first yet? Me? Yeah. I can't remember. I but yeah. Okay. My number three is Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. Uh, I loved it. And I thought it was really, you know, Paul already said a lot of things about it. I just think it it's so, um, you know, emotionally complex. The characters are so well crafted. And I think, you know, getting back to what Matt said earlier about uh, Turgenev, this is one of those few, I think, books in the modern era that like did have a legitimate political impact on its release, right? Like being this this just um, real and not not overly glamorized or not like not overly um, idealized depiction of you know a, a homosexual relationship that was just real and and I think something that we talked about this a lot on the episode, which is a, a great episode, by the way, you go listen to it with Julie Michelle Reeds uh, from Instagram and, you know, depicting this relationship in a way that at the time was novel. And I think, and I think this is part of Baldwin's intention, relatable to people who maybe thought were against it, right. Were maybe against or, or sort of politically against uh, uh, homosexuality or whatever. Right um so i think it's it's just uh yeah or gay men just like also closeted like right. most probably were at right. the time too like fighting that that contradictory feeling yeah. of like literally your option of destroying your life uh or destroying it a different way by you know just sort of like taking the pre-cut route socially yes and uh and then just dying inside <laughs> yeah that was number three? That was number three, mm -hmm. yep. I'll go Paul. next. All right, Paul. My number three is Beloved. Nice. I loved Beloved. Um, that was my first uh, Morrison ever. Uh, and it was just like, you know, of course, just absolutely amazing and, uh, you know, socially impactful. Um, there's obviously some, like, a very a lot of disturbing elements and kind of like haunted imagery that was really really effective to me um i i just felt like it, it really she really took the the historical impact of slavery and like twisted it on in a way that was just like more not more but like very emotionally effective to me it, it like it put you in a certain um position and viewpoint that 
at least it made me feel everything a lot more than just like like reading it in a history textbook obviously but mm -hmm. it was just like above anything else it was emotionally impactful for me and it really made me like empathize i suppose in a in a, in a very huge way um but yeah her writing's amazing uh it was just like a brilliant book and strange um and it had me thinking for quite a while after about like you know a lot of the imagery um yeah that's that's my number three. Hell yeah <laughs> paul's paul's the fucking paul's rick sanchez tonight. yeah <laughs> My uh, my number three is a single man by Christopher nice. Isherwood. Um, yeah, it's it was such a good read because so it, good. It's so so good. It's so funny and sad in like equal measure. Again, it's not a very glamorous portrait. I feel or an idealized portrait, like we were saying about Giovanni's room. Um, it just captures like someone grieving. Uh, for you know. Uh, it's also simultaneously like a kind of breezy, fun read, while not being fun, yeah. and the and and be and being pretty heavy and like kind of like it, containing so many things in like a fairly short novel. It's um, so it, fucking like packed for such a short book. Yeah, so it was just kind of mind blowing to just see these things so effectively and economically touched upon uh in this what amounts to like a kind of day in the life uh story of of this guy um yeah it's just like a wonderful wonderful book like a kind of perfect little novel and uh i liked it a lot nice a excellent pick can't be mad about that no sir all right um pick. Next category, we have we did worst cover. Now we're doing best cover. What was the what was the best cover uh for a book that we read this year? And uh I'll go I'll go first. Wait, where'd it go? I had it right here. No, where is it? I can't find it. I just had it. Um anyway, my best cover is uh Day of the Triffids by John Wyndham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um right. my my edition of the book which i for some reason cannot find at the moment um which i think was also a penguin uh penguin edition um because they did a a, a a release of a bunch of the john Wyndham novels um let me just double check who published that 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 version that i had um I can't believe I can't find it. I literally just <laughs> I literally just had it. Anyway, it's like this really cool stylized um drawing of like a guy with uh like leaves and stuff kind of like crawling. Yeah, it is penguin, like crawling over him and looking just sad and British. Um, and the color scheme is like green and purple and yellow. It just looks great. Uh, and so yeah, that's my uh that was my favorite cover this year that we read. Okay, I was gonna do that too. You um, can do it. I'm gonna, you, you I, can do no, it. I'm gonna do something else. Uh, cause yeah, I I mean for triffids and stuff, it's like, I know the cover you're talking about, Gabe. I remember what it looks like, but I, I just like all of the var various covers for that mm -hmm. book and just sort of like 
sci-fi sci-fi art cover for books and stuff at, in yeah. that era was just like you know it's my one of my favorite things so i'll pick a more of like an abstract one this I, this is i don't even know if i agree with this fully but my and i don't have it with me but like the anna kavan ice that i had the good cover was uh was interesting i don't like the size of the book the book is small it's like weirdly yeah, small and I don't yeah. like that, but just as far as like the cover design goes, it mm-hmm. feels it feels as like abstract and as like the novel itself kind of is. Yes, it's like this like harsh lime green, and then there's this single like shard of like shiny, almost like f- smooth foil looking, uh, with like a f- uh, tumbling girl in it. Is and, this uh, one you had? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, green. Um, yeah, that's a great cover. It's a really, ter- it's a strange color for sure. Oh yeah, the hand is in this like shard of like chrome. Yeah. Uh, who, who's the publisher there, Paul? Pete Peter Owen says. Is that right? The design designer? No, that was the publisher. Peter Owen uh, Publishers. Yeah, Peter Owen. Um. So cover yeah. artwork by Naomi Frears, acrylic on board. It's actually shout cool. out, shout out Naomi. Yeah, good job. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like it almost flies against what I typically like, but somehow works for me. And it's 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 an arresting, it's an arresting cover. I I I like it. Yeah. It's not as literal and kind of lame as the one you, you have. The I, one. I was I hate I this cover sucked ass the one that i had the penguin oh it's so bad it was it was almost as bad as the i think it's worse i think it's worse than the percival everett cover that won this category for me last year Mm. paul yeah it's like superficially like a good painting in quotes you know what i mean but it's way worse for that somehow exactly my favorite cover is a the tokyo ueno station cover that was my number two pick yeah yeah It's just that kind of like simple line art um, with an interesting and flashy color scheme that's kind of subtle. Um, just with like uh, what's on it is like a little tent and a bench, but th- it just like popped out at me. And that's actually the reason why I picked it up from the bookstore. I was just like, this cover is sick. Um, it's not that complicated. It's just like, you know, very, very simple kind of like Microsoft paint looking almost. But, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just kind of pleasing to the eye. It jumps out at you. I don't think it relates. Or it does relate to the story, actually. Now I think about yeah, it, because it's like ho- very it's simple. It's like homeless things. Yeah, it's just like a ten in a bench, but it's it's like almost too simple after I've read the book, knowing what's on the cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the cover as by itself is is really just a great little cover. It, yeah, it's a great cover. You know what it reminds me of? I can't remember if this is the right name, but Chris Ware. He's like a graphic art. Oh, like Chris a graphic... Ware, yeah. I have, it... some, uh, I have some art books by him because I love his uh, sketchbook. Oh, yeah. I could totally books. see that, Matt. Yeah. Like this just uh, strange. It almost looks like something that someone in like a graphic design advertising department would put together or like one of these kind of like stylized uh, user assembly manuals for like furniture look, it, or something. It, it looks like it could be like a New Yorker cover. I think it yeah, has. Very... I think he literally has done that before. Oh, that guy, yeah. Chris Ware. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's a he's a really successful uh, 
um, what's it called? Um, like news graphic designer? Illustrator? No, it's like in particular for the for news articles and newspapers. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a little New York Timesy or whatever, but uh, his, his, yeah, New Yorker is what I meant. Different um, vibes. So it's not a it's not a perfect match, but just a uh, somehow doing that, but making like very good graphic novels, in my opinion. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, all right, okay. next category, or you had something else, Paul? I was gonna say something really stupid. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Forget it. All right. This is a big one. This is a big big award. The most disappointing book of the year. So not the worst, right? Not the mm. one, but the one that failed oh. to live up to our expectations. I actually, this I is got easy it. for me. Okay, Paul, yep. go ahead. Uh, tree, the trees by Percival Everett. Wow, yeah, yeah. I I was just like really blown away by the first one we read by him, which was what? Um, per- Percival Everett by Virgil Russell. By Virgil, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This one just like you know, I think we all kind of had a similar feeling at, at when we finish it um and we talked about it on the podcast i just like it missed the mark for me like a lot of the elements that i like about everett were in there but it just like was too grandiose it was too i don't know it felt like he was trying to change how he even though i've only read, read one book by him it seemed like he was trying to fit a certain mold and try something new that um just like it didn't work for me and it felt i think we talked about it on the podcast too it just felt like a little almost too um angry and not artistic enough or something like that it just like it, what the feelings he was trying to express were not like crafted well into the way he wrote the novel and structured it but even though i really liked it though i mean it was hilarious it it was like a quick read because it was so funny like the names were hilarious um and was, a lot of it he was on really, some philip really k dick shit with the names yeah, yeah yeah well he was more he was on some bunion shit true yeah or dickens yeah dickens yeah. i know it yeah I, that was almost my choice because of how how much you know of a high standard there is for him for me so that was probably like the biggest like sink in quality. But I was actually I'm gonna go ahead and say the appointment by Katarina Volkmer. Oh, interesting. I, I I guess I didn't have quite as high expectations, but I was still kind of pumped to like read what I was really hoping to be like an interesting new newer novel uh that was getting a lot of hype. Um yeah, I, and it, I just I I did not like that book very much at all it just uh it, it sort of more just like fit the it was like more interesting than like quote unquote millennial fiction tends to be mm-hmm. but it it still just ended up like sitting in that space pretty firmly in a bad way and uh you know it does it didn't even have what felt like at least the valid rage of something like the trees even though that kind of is probably what made the that book fall apart um yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it felt like a nothing burger when I yeah. when I finished. It's just like edgy and, and, and like I, I don't know. Like maybe there's something German in there that I don't get, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah, B- big old dud for me. Yeah, yeah I hear that. that was that was close for me. I, 
I remember thinking it was really similar to um, Luster, you know, just because it was like millennial fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember picking it and feeling like pretty pumped about it for a number of, of weeks and then being pretty disappointed. But I, I will say that even though it was a dud for me, I remember being like, there was enough in here where I think she's, it wasn't just that kind of lustery pulp that was really off-putting. I mm-hmm. thought that this one had a little bit more, like there was something confusing about it and there's something that was a little bit more like exploratory that made me think like I could give her another, sh- another chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are. I definitely will read her, the, her, more of her work when she publishes more. Cause that was also her first novel, right? Yeah. 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 I, I that one, I definitely see where y'all are coming from. I, I, I wouldn't, I, it wasn't, I didn't consider it for this category just because I didn't really have any expectations going in. Like I didn't really like, I wasn't pumped. I wasn't whatever, but um yeah but i I totally get where you're coming from with that one i i had a number of nominees for this category i there was uh ted chang exhalation was i almost picked i almost picked that one because i was i was pretty hyped to read that because like i love good science fiction intellectual science fiction and it just like it was just like it just didn't work for me it was it was just it was just like fucking discount borges basically to me uh and his collection prior which is other stories uh is is not bad is definitely way better than than this but uh and then there was um yeah that was like my main other one that i was considering really the trees i thought about but i don't think it was that bad it was a huge dip for me from percival everett by virgil russell but in the end i have to go with Italo Calvino's "If on a Winter's Night a Traveler," yeah, uh, as my my most disappointing read for the year because I like Calvino a lot. Uh, I've read a couple of his other ones. I read um, "The Baron in the Trees" this year, also not for the podcast, obviously, and I loved that book. I loved it, um, <clears throat> but this one and I, this one because I know people who like this is in their like top ten books of all time. Like they love this right. book so much. It's so loved. It's so like mentioned it's mentioned in those discussions of like people's favorite books um and uh it just it it just fell flat for me for various reasons like you can go listen to the episode that we had uh uh nate from uh books you haven't read on youtube on for that one and we had a great discussion but it just like it was just all over the place and like the the um kind of like structural stuff the structural gimmicks were were interesting but like i am personally this is just bias a little bit like i'm personally a little bit over the like meta books about books and books about writing within the book i'm a little bit over it and i know this was like an early kind of pioneer of that thing of that genre uh not like early but you know um but yeah it just it just it was a, a bit, it was a whiff for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like people that have this still, they're like top 10 or five, even uh, it's kind of like, uh, like David Foster Wallace, like kind of thing, like people that they're like, okay, infinite Jest is still my, my favorite book ev- like almost ever. Yeah. And I just wonder if it just seems like people that kind of haven't gotten over certain, I don't know. A, a certain I would regard as underdeveloped 
persona. like taste and and uh, for literature and kind of like personal like intellectual development almost. Jeez, like, Matt's, Matt's going hard. <laughs> Matt's going hard. It's like oh, someone no, no. if it's, they it's... just watch uh Synecdoche, New York and they thought it was the best movie ever at the age of 34 or something. And I can totally understand like with a book like that, you read it at a time in your life and it like totally right. blows your mind. And it expands what you think literature can do, and 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 that's awesome. I totally get that. Um, I just I'm not at that point in my life when I read it, and I I don't know that it holds up on its own at this point. Look, Are you I, talking I'm not about Infinite Jest. No, no, no. Uh, Winter's Night. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I really liked uh, If on a Winter's Night. Uh, so like I have to add that right. Like I gave it a pretty high score. I liked it. I'm just saying the that I agree though with the like either hyper self-conscious author or the like overt meta nature of a text where it's right. about a book and it and it sort of disappears up its own bottom uh thing as being something that was formerly incredibly exciting. It was like my favorite thing and is now something I enjoy or recognize as like seminal to my reading that I I just I can't bring myself to like in the way I did when I was like, you know, in college. Right. Right. That's it. Yep. <clears throat> There's my Rick Sanchez moment. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I need one. I need to. Yeah. You got to get in. Matt, you're like you're pounding seltzer, dude. Where's the burps at? I had only one can. You know what? Oh. Can I wait? What are we doing next? Cause then I want to go get a seltzer. What we're doing. Well, next I want to get a is, coffee. And what we're doing next is uh, the worst episode of the year. <laughs> Uh, what was our, what was our first episode? So okay, well let's let's uh, pause the recording for a second. Everyone, go get their drinks, get set up. I gotta go pee anyway, and we'll come okay. back. And you can you can meditate on that one. All right. All right. See you mm. soon. Back in a gif. Try to stop around three o'clock. You drink three. We're recording again, by the way. We're back. Hey everybody, okay. we're back. We're just talking about how much coffee we drink. Yeah, riveting. Is, which is a little bit of an interesting. Answer. You drink three a day. Three big ones, I would say, on average. I, I can't. It just fucks me. It just fucks with me. I, I used I to do, know I, I used to, to know do two, people, but I like three. I used to know people who would, you know, in the restaurant industry and shit, and they would just down like four like quadruple espressos on ice like every day. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. You're gonna kill yourself. Yeah, just take and, a just do a key bump of cocaine like a normal fucking much, yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially in the restaurant industry. <laughs> I definitely um, used to be I used to drink like two full twelve cup things a day oh, uh man. in co in uh, college that's so you really, you've really reined it in yeah you pulled yeah, that i have yeah it was crazy that yeah. is wild um all right so back to the back to the awards where this is worst episode that we're giving to ourselves for the worst episode of the year on our end what uh which episode was the worst either and low energy weak analysis whatever it is what was the the weakest episode of the year. I'll go Did first. Did we not do the confidence man this year? No, that was last year. Okay. I'll go first. I think it was our first episode of the year, the Charles Simic Poetry Collections. Oh. Uh, I think that was, uh, <laughs> I think that was just, we were just, we've said this many times. We are not poets or poetry understanders. We're um, novelists. We, <laughs> <laughs> we're also I, not I, novelists. I'm, I, I would like to think of myself as a as a uh, emerging poetry enjoyer, but <laughs> I am certainly not a poetry understander. Uh, no. And so I feel like we we kind of uh, uh, 
muddled through that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. I second that. I think we uh we didn't know what the fuck was going on, and yeah. uh, I think by you know because of that the energy was low because I don't think we were confident going in, and then like. And we were all like unsure of ourselves, and they it, it just dragged. Like we were just like trying to find shit to like say that was halfway intelligible, and we ended up reading a lot of the poems yeah. because we we had to we had to feel like this. Yeah, I thought yeah. this was pretty cool. We definitely fell into the uh, the cliff trap of just like reading poems and being like, "Damn." Yeah, I felt a little bit like uh, also like um, Chris Farley when he like does that interview show on SNL where he's just like, remember when you directed uh, Robert De Niro and Goodfellas? And uh, and he was saying uh, and then uh, Joe Pesci was like, am I a clown to you? That was. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just it was that level. Yeah. Well, I actually think we did a great job that episode. Um, my pick is uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, a feeling. By far, I was just checked out. I was just like, no, no <laughs> way. I'm not finishing this book, uh, and I'm not. I'm not going to talk about it. And I was just totally. <laughs> I was just so checked out. Um, so no, yeah, I'm not definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not doing it. I'm just not yeah, doing no. it. You're just pulling teeth from Paul. Just like, yeah. Yep. So what about this? Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny because I I do feel like now you know I feel like I get one of those per year where it's just <laughs> like I'm definitely just checked out the whole episode. Uh, yeah, the confidence man was last year, uh-huh. but that was more oh, like I can't I believe you still can, I still book. cannot believe you didn't like that book. That book was so fucking Dude, good. My my bonobo I, brain did not understand how to read. That book's like English. a top. That book's like a top ten for me at this it, point. Like yeah, it's so good. Anyway, yeah, but that's the, that's the beauty of this. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. Now let's do another, uh, listener question. Another Q and a question here. So let's see. Um, okay. This is a good one. This is also from Thelonious drunk on the discord. Are there any authors you haven't read yet, but are purposely putting off until the right time? I have an answer. My, I have an answer. Uh, and for me, for me, it's Gaddis. Uh, I just, I've never read any Gaddis. I have the recognitions and I have, um, what's that other short, what's, what's the short one that he wrote? Or like this, one of the shorter ones. Agape Agape. Yes, I have that. So I have those two. A and frolic I'm, of his own? No, the Agape one. Yeah. And I, I want to read Gaddis. I want to love Gaddis. I just need to be in the right space mentally and have the time to dedicate to recognitions, JR, etc. Um, so I'm purposely waiting to to give Gaddis his due when I'm able to do so. Maybe like this, maybe ne- this this coming summer. Nice. Mine is uh mine's pension. Yeah. TP. Nice. TP, yeah. TP. <laughs> <laughs> I bought Gravity's Rainbow last summer, um, and uh, it's. I think it's. I don't think it is. It is a big book, and I just have to prepare to to dive into a big chonker. Um, and I'm going to start with with Gravity's Rainbow. I think with him, but you know, 
I, I guess it's I don't know like what I'm not like waiting for like the right time. I you know it's just like a time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a time in the future, but I don't. Yeah, I don't like feel like there's a anything that has to line up exactly. I just need like the breathability in my day to day life. Yep, that's a good one. I don't. I, hmm. There's. I mean, there's writers that I just am not interested. <laughs> in, but like. I'm not avoiding anybody for like the ripe, the ripeness of the time uh, that I am like actually like excited to read. Unfortunately, I just have like big fat TBRs. It's just big books individually that I'm just yeah. like eventually, dude. You know what I mean? Like eventually. Yep. I guess I'll just say because I'm Christian, probably uh, <laughs> the word of our Lord. Mind Kampf. Honorary oh, okay. King Jake. <laughs> No, they're all pagans. Uh, yeah. I, I want to read uh, occult the King James. Oh, uh, they're all occultists. Uh, they all uh, are torturing babies. They were. They're all the. Oh, no, literally true. Yeah. Uh, probably the. I'm just being genuine. Probably the Bible. Nice. Yeah, that's good. No, that's a good one. You're a Christian. Yeah. 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 Harry Christian. Harry Christian. All right. I'm a Harry Christian. Matt is Matt. Yeah, Matt is. He's got a beard. You're you're not like super hairy though, in general. No. Moderate amount of you know, an Irishman's coverage. Neither of you are like. <laughs> I don't think any of us are super hairy. No, no I would I'm not thankful. say so. I'm great. My brother is mega hairy. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's hairy. It's kind of it's too much. Yeah, it is too much. No, nah, love yeah, you, love you, John. Love you, yeah. John. Yeah, I love you, man. Some um, people can wear it well. The Hirsute boys are the ones that have um, back hair. I feel like that's the real, uh, yeah. like Rubicon that gets crossed. If you have like, I saw that. I was, hair. dude. I went bowling the other day and I saw this dude, and he was literally Bigfoot. He was literally <laughs> a fucking Bigfoot, dude. I saw Bigfoot Shaved in Bigfoot. real life. It's no that's way. cool. One of the hairiest people I've ever seen in my life. It was nutty. So you you believe? I, oh, I definitely Bigfoot is one hundred percent real. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt. Bigfoot yeah. is real and he's bowling. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a guy that would be nasty at bowling too. Like, was he good? Yeah. Was he just no, he wasn't. Grunt? He wasn't particularly good that I could tell. Well, he's learning. He's not he's learning. Human, so yeah. yeah. Um. All right. All right, boys. Pivotal round. Thump, thump the buff round three. Okay, this is okay, pivotal. A okay. lot of opportunity here to score big points. Put up some big numbers. All right. All right. In I, Ted Chang's novella, The Life Cycle of Software Objects. Fuck. Anna works for a company, for a software company making Digiants. Yes. What is the name of the company? And what is Anna's former job that makes her qualified to work there? Okay. <laughs> oh, we have to do the thing where we write it down. Yeah, write it down. Don't so say what's it the, what's, what's the um, order? What is the name no, of we'll... the company that she works for? And what was her former job that makes her qualified to do the work with the Digians? Uh. <laughs> Wait, where's my iPad? This one, this one's, this one is tricky. I'm not gonna lie. This one is a little tricky. I, I, uh, I feel bad for this one. <laughs> Literally just making up a company name. <laughs> what, what was the question again? What was the company she what worked is the, for? What what's the name of the company prior? and what was her former job before she worked there that made her qualified to work with the Digians? 
Matt, are you done? Yeah. Okay. So we, have Paul? To, we have to. You have. You guys are gonna have to show them to me first. Yes. So I can see. Okay. Let's go. All right. No hold them up. Business. This is just for the first question. No, both. No, both. Both. Okay. Do both. This was a pretty. Oh, this, this was a. This was a pretty decent novella. It was pretty okay. This some emo- good emotional moments. Yeah, it was the Can standout. I'm gonna think on this. On this. <laughs> Paul, it, Paul doesn't. Paul can't say. Paul has no idea. I mean, it was all. It was a standout one. It could have just been a novella or like. It just, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was like seventy pages or something. It was long. Yeah, might have been longer than that. Oh yeah, you're right. It's probably. It was like half the collection. Probably breached a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, let me look. I got it right here, actually. So it was, yeah, it's a uh, hundred and ten ah. pages. Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? All right. All right, hold them up. Let me see if I can see. Three, two, one. Fuck. Okay, so Paul has no idea for the first one. He just drew a dick. Uh-huh. And uh, zoologist for number two. What does that say, Paul? Uh, in particular, she dealt with monkeys. Okay. And then Matt says Cynodyne for the company name and also has Zookeeper for number two. Okay, so you're both wrong for the first one. The name of the company is Blue Gamma. Right. Blue Gamma. And you're both right for the second one. She was a zookeeper. Nice, nice. work. Nice work. Shit. All right, so we We're both still... get we both get 10 points. So Matt's... Do I get any extra points for... I think... She, I'm pretty sure she dealt with monkeys in particular chimpanzees or bonobos which are i don't know th- no bonus points for that fuck i don't even know I'm if not, that's true i'm not sure that's even true yeah okay so right. paul's at 35 and matt's at 25 here you're still winning so just enjoy it matt you're <laughs> matt come on you're gonna have to you gotta step I, up okay step up. i will period <laughs> no excuses i will i'm sorry okay impossible is nothing <laughs> impossible is nothing <laughs> All right, now we're getting down to we're getting down to the juice here, people. What was your number two book of the year? Your number two book of the year, Beloved, Beloved by Toni Morrison for Toni Morrison. All right, need I explain myself? Really? No, it fucking no. slaps. It slaps. It's uh, it goes so hard. It's so effectively disturbing in a way that like nothing else has because it, it combines you know like just the historical reality of, of slavery in america uh you know an innately just horrific moment in in history with like a ghost story and the kind of the way she even just sort of alludes to the violence with like the scarring and all this kind of stuff like it, it's also like indirect and and far more upsetting and impactful for that reason like there are Mm -hmm. there are horrible moments of like overt violence obviously but it's always described like kind of like a scene in a movie where you just see blood pooling somewhere instead of like the the body instead of the knife going in yeah yeah it's like it's so effectively upsetting yes like paul was kind of saying like uh you feel the tragedy of it in a way that that I think was also like incredibly like intentional and wrought like masterfully by Morrison. Yep. Like uh yeah. Beloved. 
Yeah. Can't fucking can't say shit about it. Yeah. All right, Paul, you want to go? Sure. Mine is uh The Third Reich by Bologna. Damn, nice. Hell yeah. I uh, loved it. I Good episode. We had bit, we had uh, our boy Ben from Bookshore on for that one. That's yep. right. Ben Stiller was on. Ben Stiller. <laughs> um I think I already talked about it a little bit. So but yeah, I just I loved it. It was great. I it was it was just like an enjoyable read, even though it was disturbing too. It was just like one of those books that I feel like I could pick up and and just enjoy it again, you know, anytime. It's it seems like timeless in a way that maybe something like Killing Commendatory is for me. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the great Gatsby. <laughs> yeah. You mean long tedious, not as long, good a great Gatsby. The long the long Gatsby. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually had like it's winter now. I just I'm like, I want to read a cozy book and I kind of want to read that again. <laughs> do it, do uh, it. Do it. Just to, I don't know. I gotta I still gotta read Wind Up Bird Chronicle. I want to. Right, Gabe, what's your I yeah. like that one. Huh? I like yeah. that one. Yeah, I really want to read it. What's his other one that's like supposed to be like the best one? I one Q eight four. Yeah, IQ eight four. Yeah, was that supposed to be good? I feel like people were super mixed. It's also incredibly long. Yeah, I always thought Kafka on the yeah. Shore or like uh, oh Kafka on the Shore probably or like uh, Norwegian Wood, which we also read, were like his other two, which was good. Norwegian Wood is good. Yeah, Norwegian Wood is just good. Period. Yeah. Period. End of sentence. Um, all right, my number two, my second favorite Period. book this year was A Single Man by Christopher Isherwood. Right on. So fucking good. Read that fucking book if you haven't read it. Um, Matt summed it up w- well when he was discussing it. It's just, there's so much densely packed into this tiny little book. It's 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 a marvel. It's, it is absolutely a marvel what he was able to do in such a short space. That you get the characterization of George so well in such a short period of time. So many little details. Um, I, I, I'm always biased towards uh, uh, academia narratives, college campuses, right. professors. I just love it. I'm a, I'm an, it's absolute fucking catnip for me. Um, <laughs> and, so, and so that pushed it up even a little bit more. But um, yeah, it's it's and it was such a pleasant surprise because I had no clue what what I was getting into, and it, it was just perfect. It's just a perfect novel. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, we Cat love Nip. things. I love Cat loving Nip collection. Yeah. All right, <laughs> love is love, dude. Dude, that's true. That's literally true. Okay, <laughs> let's do a, a, uh, a let's do our final our final uh, listener Q and A uh, patrons discordians uh we're gonna get to all the rest of your questions in the patreon segment so don't worry if we didn't read it here i was just trying to pick some of the uh more general ones um but if you are interested in hearing uh, and some of the less meme questions that you all asked you asked some <laughs> some good meme <laughs> questions like what was the most fascist book that we read this year <laughs> <laughs> um so if you want to hear us talk about our most problematic reads of the year uh, and which book we, we read that was the most divorced, uh, which, was, which are some of the other meme questions we were asked. Um, go ahead and sign up for the Spinecrackers Patreon at patreon.com slash spinecrackers. You can get on the Discord. You can ask us your very own goofy meme questions uh, for an episode of the show for as little as two bones a month. Uh, okay, so 
here's the final Q&A question for uh, this part of the episode. What are our personal reading goals for 2023? This comes from Nate, uh, books you haven't read on YouTube, who we've had on the show and is a great friend of the, the podcast. Hey, um, you go. I think I just want to read more. I feel like there's just a, we had a lot more gaps and I'd like to not, you know, this last gap was really long and it was my fault. And I just don't want to, my goal is just to maybe bump up the amount for the podcast. Um, maybe read like five more than we did. Yeah. Cause uh, it just felt like a little lackluster and it was a lot of it was geared towards me just kind of having other shit to do. So, hey man, life goal, life but, happens. Life happens. Yeah, but I I would like to re- like maybe check off some of the books we've been talking about. Like a Salinger would be good. Like make sure I remember to add those picks, um, and maybe personally read like a big chonker of my own, um, in my off time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean it's like. I feel like it's 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 hard to not just say like read more, but like that's literally it sometimes. Like I set a goal yeah. at the beginning of this year to read a hundred books. I didn't get there. Uh I had a very, very busy fall semester teaching that interrupted that that pace that I was on for like half the year. Um I feel like I was on pace. Like I basically read like all the books that I read this year in the first half. Like I got to like six fifty-five or something or sixty. And then I didn't read like any except for the podcast in the last like six months of the year, pretty much. I read like two outside, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So I want to get back on that pace, maybe try to hit that hundred goal if I can next year. Um, and, yeah, I know. Overwatch, Elden Ring, <laughs> Dark Souls really threw a fucking wrench in my gears. Um, yeah. <laughs> you beat every single Dark Souls Elden Ring. I beat every single year. Dark Souls. I beat every single FromSoft game in the Souls like genre in like so, yeah. in like in like four months. So insane, it was teaching. Insane. It was teaching your your semester and maybe that. Yeah, that didn't help. That did not help. That did not help the pace. Yeah, that definitely. But you know what? I stand by it. I think that was fucking worth it because those games. Yeah, yeah, are life changing, and I will die on that hill. Well, I mean, how many people out there in the world do you think read sixty books and beat every single Dark Souls game <laughs> and taught year? and taught fucking six classes in the fall semester? Yeah, I would say one. Yeah, good year. I think the answer is one person, and it's me. One person. Yep. <laughs> it's a superhuman feat, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't know. got to silver two in Overwatch. Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to. I need to hit at least plat that this season. That's my goal. But um, uh, the other goal that I have, uh, I'll say this, is is um, I want to read a big chonker, another big, I did Infinite Jest this year, or was that last, was that? Last year. That was last year. Or, no, right? or I don't, I don't, I don't remember. remember. But I, then I, I read, Mobi- I think it was, I think it was this, I think it was last year into like, the, yeah, I think it was last year. Um, It was Infinite Jest last year, I did Moby Dick this year couple other bigger bigger ones but i want to read recognitions have a couple other ones on the list i want to do a nice big chonker i'll do videos for the patreon as i go through that like i did with infinite jest um and i want to read i want to i want i do want to read newer books i want to find good new books so bad yeah 
So I want to, I'm going to dedicate some additional energy to like finding new books that are, that are, new books I should specify, not by like established authors that like, you know, it's going to be good already pretty much. Um, but like good new books. I want it bad. Yeah. I need proof. Those are my, um, yeah, I need proof. I want to believe. I want to believe. <laughs> yeah. Same like with the sort of read more thing, I guess as well. It's just like, honestly, like the podcast has like doubled my reading intake in general. Hell yeah. So not blaming the fact that we do this, but uh, there are a bunch of things that have gone on the back burner that I don't think would make for good podcast episodes. And I'm just, I want to be able to also, yeah, read those in the margins of the books we read for the show. Like, just want to make sure I keep on that because there's a lot of stuff languishing that is either insanely long or is just like usually like fucking theory shit that I don't feel like it, w it wouldn't be fun and I wouldn't be able to even like do a good job um, like trying to make it an episode or something. It would it would stink probably. I think we talked about this in the Q&A last year. I think someone asked if we would ever do a nonfiction book for the show. And I really I would like to, I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm a little on the fence. I'm not going to lie. Well, I'd like to, but I, I think the only way it would work would be to do like good popular pop science or pop history. Mm. People like, you know, I wouldn't mind like, you know, I like, I like the metaphysics club or whatever. That was a good book. Oh, the metaphysical like, club. Uh, yeah. Metaphysical club. Um, or like, uh, who's the guy that wrote chaos and information stuff. James Gleek, like, uh, there are people that do like good storytelling versions of the history of like a certain period or like Sophie, Sophie's thing. world type shit. Yeah. So if it were that, I, I feel like the only way to make that palatable would be to read some sort of like popularizer of complicated stuff. Yeah. Or, like historical informational stuff. But I don't know. Yeah. It's good. Maybe people want to hear us struggle through. Well, I mean, well, we'll we'll just put it out there, listeners. Do, would you want us to read a, a nonfiction book like that, a history or or science or philosophy or whatever? Is that yeah. something you would want from us? We we welcome feedback uh, at spinecrackerspod at gmail .com and or via the Discord. Yeah, um, totally. I don't want I don't want to move any book off of the table as like a potential thing we could tackle. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's just some uh, caveats or uh, reservations. To, yeah, we just have to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Um, all right. Next category. Best character. Who was the best character in a book that we read this year? Most oh compelling, most interesting. Who do you think about? Who's the most interesting man in the world? <laughs> I love Bazarov, dude. Elon Musk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that dude, Bazar true. Bazarov. <laughs> I, I almost picked Bazarov. He holds up. I just love him. He, he's so confident and pathetic at the same time. Yes. Like, you know, his, uh, anyone who's struggling, you know, with the, the sort of contradictions of their worldview and their actual, actual like behaved life like he did, um, is just always a fun and relatable read. And he's such a significant, like, literary character in general. I just, I, I liked watching him, like, struggle to not give a shit while inevitably giving a shit <laughs> you know it's it's very funny but also tragic it's tragic comic right so, so it's, good uh, yeah i liked i liked him 
Paul, you got one? Um, I'm going to go with George from a single man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I think that, uh, he was just really well, very well rounded. And a lot of the things he would think or express were always like, uh, it would make me kind of like take a step back. Like his, he was, he was, he seemed to be like very happy in his life, even when, um, in moments where I didn't think he would be like grateful for what was going on. Um, and he was obviously like very tragic and lonely, but these little like human moments where something like surprising would come up in his thought process. And it just made him very, very well rounded. And I appreciate that in, in my fave characters, my fave case. Fave um, C do you mean C's? C's? Like character, no, like characters. My fave cars. My fave cars. My five, car, my five cars. Your fave okay. chars. <laughs> my chars. Yeah, all right. No, um, Drew, I, 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 I almost, I, I, George was my original answer, but I changed it. Yeah, I think that's mine. I, I was actually looking at the list, and I was like, I don't even remember the character in like Leviathan. Ah, well, right? then you're gonna be, then you're gonna be in trouble for the next stump the buff question. Oh no my shit. God. Oh <laughs> shit. Let me give me four hours. I'm gonna reread the whole book. <laughs> four, yeah. Pause. Uh okay. My 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 answer, my favorite character was uh from the this year who I sticks with me as as a as a portrait is El Quemado from Bologna's the hey, Third Reich. Yeah. Uh oh, I think yeah, yeah. I think he is such a fascinating character and he is written so well. And I can just, I feel like I can picture him. And I feel like I can feel his fucking presence in the room when I'm reading <laughs> about him. Like, it's so effective and so eerie and pseudo-magical and interesting. I, I I love that character. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I just think he's so fascinating. And the relationship to, you know, the, the, the main character, the narrator, and just them, like, playing their games together. He's, it's so good. It's so good. I like the, he just lives in a hole in the sand. Yeah, underneath a bunch of <laughs> paddle boats. Boats, yeah. He's, he's so I think epic. My, my honorable mentions would probably be the two detectives in the trees. Yeah, those were. Good. I those thought were they really were just like too. a like a fantastic buddy cop type dynamic. Yes. Um, it's like a really good episode names. of of like True Detective. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, totally. I was totally thinking that, like. Similar senses of humor too, but better actually because yeah. Robert's funnier than uh, what's his name? Nick Pizzolatto. Nick Pizzolatto is not yeah. funny. No, he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's very guilty. self very serious. Yeah, yeah. Self seriousness is is such a pitfall. It's a it's a, not yeah. a great quality. I totally agree. <laughs> and rewatching the first season of True Detective, I would say that I laugh at it, but I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to. I don't think Pizzolatto <laughs> wrote it, meaning that you should be laughing. No, if he was in the um, room watching you watch his show, he would be scowling at be like, you. Why are you time. fucking laughing? Yeah, are yeah. you fucking serious? <laughs> he would be mad. But he would it, he would be he would be mad. He'd be big mad. He would totally be mad, yeah. But the right. show is funny, actually. It is. Yeah. All right. The penultimate round of Stump the Buff. Oh, it's about Leviathan. It's about right. it, the question is. All right, just as Paul's at 35 points, Matt is at 25. I don't have a good feeling about this. 
in Paul Auster's Leviathan, Peter meets Ben Sachs for the first time at a bar after their joint book reading is canceled. What is the title of Ben's first novel? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, what is the title of Ben Sachs's first novel? Because, of course, the title of the book, Leviathan, is named after the manuscript that Ben leaves behind after he, he dies. What is the title of his first novel? Write it down. I feel like I remember the chapter where they're talking about that. They're both reading, supposed to do a reading at a bar after they've published their novels, and it gets canceled. Ben Sachs' first novel. <laughs> I love just being making up the title of a book. Uh... Think, think, think. Uh, do you guys? I'll, I can give you a hint. Yeah, give me a hint. I mean, think about Ben's. Don't get mad at him. Give me interest. One. All right, Matt, I'm muting. I'm muting myself for you. It's not possible. Impossible. <laughs> it's not possible. Um, it's not possible. Um, you know, but, object. What is Ben interested in philosophically? What? Does he draw on in his thinking and writing? Leviathan, obviously a reference to Hobbes and political theory. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the only other hint that I'll give is that the where they meet is in New York City. I think that's a hint. It is. So think about something New York City related. Oh, shit. Um, all right. Let me just cross out what I wrote. <laughs> uh, not like I'm going to get it right. It's just not New York City related. Um, all right. I'm going to give you about 30 more seconds. Okay. You done, Matt? Yeah. Paul? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hold him up. Let me see. I don't. I don't have a guess. Paul just. Guess. Paul completely gives up. Okay. Yep. I can't see it. Okay. Matt just says Empire State. <laughs> yeah. What was, your, what, was the, what was the guess you crossed out? Uh, ecology Unbound. Ecology Unbound. <laughs> <laughs> Making up. A I title. forget. I forget if he's like a Ted K guy for and, a second. Right. Right. And uh, Paul just has nothing. Right, Paul. I, yeah. Uh, or no, yeah. is it Mao? Is it something about Mao? It it is not a. It's not about Mao. No. The title Fuck. of the title of his first novel is The New Colossus. The New Colossus, oh, of course, a yeah. reference to the poem, the text of the poem that is on the Statue of Liberty. Uh, which was written to generate funds for the building of the Statue of Liberty. So, okay, okay. zero yeah. points. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Thank you. And we're all dumber for having heard. And we are all dumber for having heard your answers to that question. So I thought the question when you first started to ask it was going to be because I remember them being at the bar and then like looking out and seeing the sign of a, a different store. And it was, I think it was the title of another book by Paul oh. Auster. Um, well, no, I think that, so. I think the name of the bar, the name of the bar is like a, a person's name. That's a person from another Paul Auster book. I forget what it is though. I thought it was like moon palace or something. Like the name of the bar was moon palace. 
or something uh, like very very like i don't remember related i don't yeah i was just i was just looking at it today to try when i was making up these questions but okay i forget Damn. okay so paul no Wins. no there's one more we got one more question oh right right, right. that we'll get to in a minute five questions <clears throat> all right next award and uh i don't know if you all have anything for this one because i know we're kind of but is there a quote or a passage from a novel this year that really stood out to you that we read? Best quote, best passage from a novel. Damn. This is one of those reading habit things that I like always want to do and never do. Yeah. Of like underlining and saving quotations. Yeah. But I uh, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll read mine then because you you guys are lazy bums. Yes. To be fair, I I only sent you all these yesterday, so. Yeah, come on. Okay, so this is from Gerald Murnane's Barley Patch, mm. uh, which is a book that I was a little bit mixed on in general. Uh, we had Sean from Travel Through Stories on for that episode. Great episode. But um, this is, I think this is talking, I forget the exact context, but I think he's talking about sort of like his his time. He was like living with a bunch of guys in a building. And I feel like this this paragraph was just like, I think really lovely. After the young man of the upstairs flat had reassured the other young men that money would be no object in the fitting out of the building of several stories, he who cherished old football cards and autographed pictures of premiership teams had taken to setting out in an imagined upstairs hall row after row of glass display cases, each containing part of a valuable collection inherited from his grandfather. One young man loved to play poker. He was to be provided with a luxuriously appointed gaming room where he could spend whole days with like-minded persons betting on the fall of costly hand-painted cards. It was expected that many of the high-class call girls would find their way to the gaming room and that their presence, fashionably dressed, would give a stimulating piquancy to the atmosphere among the card tables. A young man with simpler interests wanted to be provided with numerous large glass tanks properly heated and aerated so that he could stock them with rare tropical fish. This man assured the others in the upstairs flat that nothing would be more likely to rest them and restore them after a strenuous night of banqueting and sensuality than to wander through an indoor aquarium, admiring the changeable colors of gliding or darting fish or the swaying of green water plants in the limpid water behind sturdy glass. And that's it. I don't know why, but I just love that paragraph. I feel like it's it's so like it it just it's this weird vibe of detachedness of like the other persons, the man in the upstairs flat, but also warmth and I think just the prose is excellent. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And just I think that um going back to that that question of who would I who am I most excited to read more of? I think that uh Murnane Mm -hmm. It was like my second pick. Yeah, her name is definitely definitely on the list. He, I didn't, I wasn't like crazy about that book, but then Sean was just like really good at um kind of not even like trying to convince me, but arguing his position on why he likes Mernane so much. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. I think I was wrong about my opinion about this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's always awesome when you're like just genuinely convinced of something that you didn't agree with before. Yeah, it is nice. It's rare. Yeah. Okay. Next category, best episode of the year. What was our What was our best episode? Where did we shine the most? 
I always like the ones where we you typically think the book is bad. Like I, I really like the one with Sean. Yeah, obviously, that, I, I want to just shout out all of our guests this year. All of those episodes, oh, for are sure, fucking fantastic, and you you are all the best. So I I I, I personally excluded all those episodes because I think they're all incredible. Um, but yeah, I'm not trying to pit these people against each other. Right. I just think like because it it has more to do with the book too than like the person you're talking to. But I just felt very locked in with the Mosley one. It felt just like substantive in a way that impossible object. Yeah, uh, no, 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 yeah, Barley yeah. Patch, in a way that, like, I feel like, and for me anyway, I was just like, yeah, I've like, there was no moment where I felt like I was grasping at straws or something. But right. ultimately, my favorite are the ones that we don't like. I think it's, I think it's just, uh, it's usually a fun time. It's not sometimes like things like uh, Bunyan and stuff. They don't lend themselves to humor while still not being enjoyable <laughs> right but uh I, so i'm gonna go ahead and say uh, uh I, I liked ted chang one but my favorite was uh, uh dark manual mm-hmm. we were just Did laughing we guess for that one time. no thank god okay what paul i thought maybe i couldn't remember if we had a guest for that one or not no no it's just low low brain cell just fun to make fun of something and yeah, I just it was yeah. it was really fun, fucking funny. Yeah, I think my my two my top two would be Chang or Dark Manual, and all to say Chang to be different. Yeah, for similar reasons. The Chang episode was good. Too. I feel like I feel like when you really dislike something, you bring that additional layer of like mental sharpness because you're like, I really want to <laughs> yeah. justify why I hate this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. I'm, I think we were pretty on point for that one. For the Chang? For Chang. But, I think I mean, we were, for sure. Yeah. Well, Chang was good because it's like a book that you don't like, and you're still making fun of the lameness of it, but it still had concepts to talk about. Yes. O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. it's it's just like, wow. Just, just mockery. Real, yeah, it's pure mockery, which is a little mean-spirited and maybe not fun for everybody. Yeah. So Chang, Chang might actually be it. Yeah, Chang Ooh. Chang was was definitely on my list. I that's probably the one I would go with. I I think for me, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I think the Bunyan episode is a dark horse episode, <laughs> at least for me. Because, because I was I was so ridiculous? No, no, not 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 because of that. And and I'm not saying that Matt and I hard carried that episode. Like when I pop off and go <laughs> 55 and 3 is Roadhog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but like I read a whole other book of academic essays about Bunyan in preparation for that episode because I found yeah. it so compelling and interesting. So I feel like pers- on a personal level, I really brought my A-game to that episode in terms of like background research, my interest in the text. Um, so I, I feel like I, I, I feel like I really uh, uh, put in some some work on that one. So I was happy with that episode on a personal level. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> Paul's, Paul's still mad about having to read. I know, I'm not mad. No, I know. You said it's the one you want to reread. Um, yeah, I want to. I do. All right. Three more. Three more things to do here, y'all. All right. Obviously, we have best book of the year, our number one coming up. But before we get to that, we have to go with the worst book of the year, 
and I think we all know what it is. Yeah, we've not <laughs> been like shy about it. I mean, there's some stinkers this year I did not like. What were some, what, okay? So obviously for me, it's Dark Manual. Same. Yeah, it's Dark I mean, Manual. <laughs> it was barely a book. It was like someone <laughs> ate alphabetical spaghettios and threw them up all over a page and, <laughs> and like put them together. <laughs> An AI should have written that book. Yes, <laughs> yeah. please. That would have been more to the theme. Oh my god, Paul! What else was in the conversation for you? Um, I did not like the appointment. Yeah. Uh, um, I did not like Day of the Triffids. Oh man, very much. So much fun. I like that one. Um, I did not like Leviathan very much. Yeah, Leviathan was didn't like Leviathan very was much. very mid. Leviathan was mid yeah. as fuck. Uh I didn't like drive your plow very much. But I mean, it was just like th- those were not terrible. Like a lot of those were not absolutely horrendous. Those were a- those were like terrible. actual books. Yeah. They were actual books, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's Colin... your worst pick of the year besides Dark Manual? Yeah. I yeah. do want to yeah. No, yeah, we should talk we should dig into it a little more cuz that's that's a that's a bit of a slam dunk category. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't um, be surprised if if uh, O'Sullivan is actually like like a thirteen year old boy from like Ireland or something. <laughs> he's not. He's, he's Irish. He's, he's he is Irish, but he's not thirteen. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, I don't. For Do me, know for sure though. Uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, Exhalation. I really didn't like. Uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say too. I didn't like Exhalation. The appointment, uh, I didn't. Th- I didn't think it was quite as bad as maybe you guys thought it was. Uh, the only would, other standout for me is yeah, exhalation. I would probably go exhalation as my second choice. It's more often. It's just kind of uh, yeah, mid. You're just kind of like yeah, I read that. I read a book. And I think the ones that oh like, I didn't like the glass bees either. Oh, the mm. glass bees was I thought I liked it. I thought it was good. You're a younger a you're little... a younger hater, Paul. Yeah. I wish I, you all you listeners out there, if you could, I we didn't record it. It was before we started the podcast, but if you could have heard our discussion <laughs> about Humesville, and we made didn't we make Paul talk about it like for two tw- two times? We spread it over two meetings. Yeah, we used to break the. Uh, reviews up <laughs> wait is this before we started recording yeah yeah this well, is when we were just doing it as a hobby as like a yeah. book club yeah just like a covid book yeah. club yeah we read half of it and then you guys made me read the other yeah that was <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i wrote like a mini what like a one page little essay you wrote like an essay it. about how much you hated it yeah, yeah. that was it prompted so you funny. to write which is okay. great what a wholesome activity we do on this podcast yeah <laughs> That's, I do want to ask this question to the listeners as well. Speaking of splitting things up, because, you know, we're, we, we tend to read shorter books. We're, we read at different paces and, and, you know, we have every two weeks we do an episode. Would people want us to split up a big book into multiple episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like what we, we did, did you know, originally. If we, if we did like, you know, like whatever, like JR or something, like would people tune in if we did that over the course of, three episodes i imagine the answer is yes if i'm just gonna speak for the audience yeah i feel like it'd probably be true i think another thing that we hesitate um 
with that idea is like if it is horrendously bad we're stuck and but we're stuck with a 700 page book yeah and yeah. it just sucks ass or someone like is just not having a good time it's a lot to to force but i you know i i feel like it's an it's a good idea still yeah well maybe we should look into that in in 2023 for the show yeah i like that i'm totally down for that i like that idea um all right this is it y'all matt this is your final chance to tie it up i don't have a tiebreaker question maybe i need to think of one while you guys are while you guys are uh... let's let's just let's just see what happens okay i'm gonna find some pump up pump up music for myself right now maybe the stranger things uh (laughs) remix (laughs) (laughs) yeah the death stranding soundtrack but made with moog synthesizers yeah exactly exactly (laughs) um okay okay i have a i have a tiebreaker question in case in case we have to go to a tiebreaker i just i just thought of it okay okay um Okay, ready? Yes, sir. Oh, wait, where'd it go? Okay. In Olga Tokarczuk's Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead, Janina and her friend Dizzy work in their spare time translating the works of what poet into Polish? What poet do Janina and Dizzy work in their spare oh, time? That it. Fuck. Matt, I think it looks like Matt knows it. We might have to go to a tiebreaker. I need to think Matt of a better tiebreaker question. This one's too easy. All right, Matt, you know it, right? I think don't show, so. Don't show it yet. I'm don't not. show it yet. Don't show it yet. Can you use it in a sentence? What? No. <laughs> uh, okay. Matt, right, you, you got, show yours you got something? I'll, All right, let's see it. On three. Matt, what do you got? Okay. Paul, what do you got? All right. I wrote Walt, Walt Whitman. So Walt Whitman. <laughs> nope. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a tie. Matt has got it right. It is William Blake. Yes. So we That's are. All... I can tell by Matt's face that he's actually very, very happy <laughs> right now. He has this competitive, like, <laughs> like up, grin dude. going, where he's like, I can tell he's just like in a flow state that is uh, humorous. I want the to belt. Me. I'm coming for the belt. Okay, here's the here's here's the deal, dude. We we have a tie. I had a tiebreaker question, but on further reflection, it's about the Pilgrim's Progress, and I think that's unfair to Paul. So yes. I need to find another question. So give me, we're going to pause, give me three minutes and I'll have another question and we will break this tie right here, right now. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. We'll be back in a jiffy. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to break the tie. In, uh, oh, I'll put it this way. Katarina Volkmer's The Appointment follows an unnamed narrator as she receives a gynecological exam from her doctor. What is her doctor's name? (laughs) What is the doctor's name in Volkmer's The Appointment? 
Can you give me a hint? It's <laughs> Dr. Something. <laughs> I think this one's right down the middle. Not too hard. Not too easy. All right, Matt's got something. Paul? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't, but yeah. Let's go. All right. All right. And if it's after this, if it's a tie, then you're both winners. Okay. Right. I love Paul, it. what do you got? Let me see. Dr. Henderson. Okay, Matt. Dr. Rosenthal. <laughs> no, Matt was a little bit closer. Uh, the answer is Dr. Seligman. Dr. Seligman. Oh. Seligman. Yes. Can I get half yes. a point and win? No. Can I get half a point and tie? <laughs> nope. It, it's a tie. The game is a tie. Okay. He was job. Jewish. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was the whole point because the book was about like, yeah. Um. Well, good, good game, everybody. We have a tie. GGs. You're all winners in my book. Um. Okay. Final if this category. was uh, some sort of World Cup match, we'd have have to do some sort of shootout you'd have to go to a penalty we'd have to go to penalty kicks i on it i didn't Which expect i think is stupid paul do you have a you have a rant about penalty kicks you want to go on i i just think it's crazy that like it, 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 you play this whole game why don't you just keep going like keep the extended time going until someone scores dude it could go like, for hours so what it it, it comes down to like chance because it, it's so just like I know there's like some very minuscule like milliseconds of like, oh, like juking when they try to do the kick out, kick mm -hmm. out, the final, it's not a kick out. Penalty kick? kick penalty kick. You know, penalty yeah. kick. But it, it, to me, it just seems like uh, a lot of skill and build up to suddenly it's like, all right, well, no one's scoring. Let's just do this. I mean, they could be there like for the majority they of the time. They're just going to. But it's such, I don't know, especially in a World Cup game, it's like you're really going to finish the final. Wasn't the final match yeah. won by a penalty kick? Yeah. Yep. I think they should drag the um, one of the goals. One of the, the best. Mid, to, to the one middle of the, of the. Wait, I have a good idea. Okay. You drag the other goal to the middle of the field, and you have the size of the field at play and then you make them continue to play so they're they oh, have to play at a, at a mini half, game a mini game dude make it like mm. Fortnite, where there's like the closing in slowly closing in the goals slowly get closer and closer together yeah and that then is, you ha half the time okay that is actually not a bad idea i thought you were <laughs> i thought idea. you were gonna meme i thought you were memeing but i actually kind of like that idea no I, i'm a solutions guy I think, I think that is a I great idea. Have... And if people still are not scoring and it gets to be about this close, then it, <laughs> yeah. then you transfer to foosball. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good idea. That is actually <laughs> not a bad idea. I like that. I think they should have a kickoff, except it's not scoring goals. It's just who can kick it the farthest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. This is it, y'all. The big one. What was your number one book this year? The best book we read for the show. All you guys year. want to try to guess each other since it's narrowed down? Yeah, let's guess. I right. I, I honestly, let's... so we'll review. So Matt's list so far has been number five, Like Life by Lori Moore. Number four, Fathers and Sons by Ivan Turgenev. Number three, A Single Man by Christopher Isherwood. Number two, Beloved by Toni Morrison. 
Hall, number five, Giovanni's Room, James Baldwin. Four, Like Life, Lori Moore. Three, Beloved, Tony Morrison. Two, The Third Reich, Bolaño. And mine, five, Tripmaster Monkey, Mexican Hong Kingston. Fathers and Sons, Ivan Turgenev, Giovanni's Room, James Baldwin, and a single man, Christopher Isherwood. I, so looking at Matt's list here, I don't, I really don't know. I feel like the only, the, the big classic that's not on there that me and you have mentioned, Paul, is Giovanni's Room. But I don't know if Matt's yeah. going to have that as his number one. And if it's not Matt, that, I don't know. Well, Matt didn't have Bolaño yet, but I can't remember. Oh, that's I true. I don't think Matt was too hot on it. I thought he was more hot on other Bolaños. It could be Pilgrim's Progress because he's Christian. Or it could be the Glass Bees because he's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> um, Or maybe... It... People think I'm these things. <laughs> No, no one actually thinks that. Matt's not a Nazi. He is a Christian. I am Christian. Secretly. Um, it could be. Calvino do you think it could be? Too. Do you think what? Calvino. He did like that book, but I don't yeah. think that's it. I, do, do you think it could be Impossible Object, what we just read, or Barley Patch? Oh my God. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. Calls again? Yeah, I really don't know what Matt's is going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm stumped. Paul's is Giovanni's room, like life, beloved, the Third Reich. All right, so I think Paul's is going to be, um, I think it's going to be a single Anna man. Oh, a single man. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I. Yes, I think Paul's is going to be a single man. Okay, what okay. do you guys think? My, mine is Tripmaster okay, Monkey, yeah. Fathers and Sons, Giovanni's Room, A Single Man. Beloved. It's either going to be Beloved or Like Life. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to try to, I'm going to, we have to have a final guess for Matt. Uh, okay. Can you final, read his list again? Yeah. Like Life, Fathers and Sons, Single Man, Beloved. I, I I don't fucking know. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be impossible object. Oh my god. Or barley. Yeah, that's what I'm going. Could be barley patch, but I'm I'm going with impossible object as my official guess. All right, okay. let's do it. I'm going with the glass bees. Okay. <laughs> No shot. I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't All right, Paul, you go, go. Just, uh, or well, Matt, you go first. You're listed here first. All right. I don't know why you guys doubted your caricature of me. It is Paul Bunyan. Wow. Oh, Paul my Bunyan. God. It yeah. really is. It really <laughs> is. John Bunyan. I know. I know. I know. I know. I just, okay. You're me. I made that mistake earlier and I was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's wow. uh, John Bunyan. Pilgrim's Progress. Christianity. Christianity. It's just, uh, I don't know. It, I kind of had a similar, I didn't like read as much uh, secondary academic material as Gabe did, but it, it, like, it was sort of hard carried a little bit by my fascination with that, that time period as well. And yeah. like, I just, the, 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 the sort of um, before and after the English civil war, and uh, you know all of that kind of like religious turmoil is just a really fascinating like pivotal moment in history for me that I really enjoy. And uh, 
uh, old is good. That's the other thing, right? That I always believe. Yeah, uh, that's mass. That's mass <laughs> I'm, vibe. I'm, I'm comporting to that. Um, Paul hates yeah, old. I, Paul hates old. Um, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something to be said for like how weirdly far-reaching that that like sort of proto novel is, and like the weird liberties it takes with uh with like uh the, the i guess like the former like church of england kind of like even more conservative teachings and the ways that like breaks from those um i think it's still also kind of funny i think and, it's very uh, funny and then i just also love uh like i just love the uh the idea uh, of like a journey and like just the, the very straightforward kind of like these are the uh kind of distilled travails and trials of like man you know you you can kind of read it in in a way that doesn't it doesn't have to be just christian if you don't if you don't want it to be like there's a lot of just like good good kind of distilled just like old wisdom about you know what a person goes through as they try and uh achieve the good or like get to a better place in their life or whatever i feel like it's used for like healing purposes i feel like it's used in like aa in some ways and things like that you know what i mean which is like a christian organization but like yeah i don't know just the staying power of that thing and i just i had a good time reading it for a bunch of reasons hell yeah paul uh paul also loves a journey but only when it's unexpected <laughs> yeah why can't you see christian christiana as like hobbits dude hobbits we tried we tried yeah. we, tr- we, we tried to talk to paul about it in the episode like dude it's just like a cool hobbit journey yeah, yeah. i love a, a, a unexpected journey and a long expected party <laughs> <laughs> oh god no i i mean i think i would really enjoy it now actually yeah not to go it, into it too in depth but i think i would really appreciate it more just like the historical aspect obviously more like reading like a a strange relic you know it um yeah i I don't know apollyana's sauron yes you know so true yeah i i totally get it i thought it was fantastic i i mean i think this this year i think was uh I mean, it wasn't quite stacked, but like the top, the the top six, I think is like the top six or seven is like very very stacked for me this year. It's a, it was it was hair splitting for me. Like to do this. I I I could have put like life on my list. I could have put fucking um, Pilgrim's Progress hundred percent on my list. Like, like there's stuff that's not on the list that I definitely feel like should be. But, but who doesn't love the sloth of despair? You know oh, what I mean? So good. Who doesn't read Vanity Fair and read all of the weird demonic implications of a magazine being called that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, there's dude, a lot of some, like that, that's useful some, information. In that's there. some QAnon Balenciaga stuff right there, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wait, after reading, after reading Pilgrim's Progress and realizing what Vanity Fair means, woo. Listen, dude. I, I don't know. I I bet Balenciaga did some shit. I'm not. I'm not averse to that. Yeah, I totally get it. It's deser- it's deserving. It's a cl- it's 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 foundational text, p- frankly. Period for the history of literature. Yeah. Um, I'll go, and then Paul, you can you can go last. 
Mine Wait, is indeed uh, beloved. Wait, I want to guess. Oh my god! I you already guess. guessed. We guessed did already. I, we oh, did a we whole did. thing. Yeah. yeah. Mine is indeed beloved. Uh, I do I get have... points for getting that right for fucking beat Paul. Ooh. Did I say that? <laughs> I said beloved or Lori Moore. Yeah. And I didn't have a final guess. That's why I wanted a final one. Oh. Uh... <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, anyway, JK. But it would have been. I'm but right. it would have been. I was right been... during that argument. Can I get points? But it would have been cheating because I said Lori Moore didn't make the list. Oh, I didn't hear you. Oh, okay. you can take those points away. Yeah, so that would have been ne- negligent, and you're so not paying attention. Been, I would have won. It, yeah, yeah, but I would have gotten points for getting it right, but then taking them away. So we're back to even. But I was pretty confident when I said beloved, and I only said beloved. That's true. You don't get confidence points. You get Why not? It's not confidence points. It's literally fact being correct points because it was right. It's either right or wrong, and I didn't. Yep. And I answer, was right, so I didn't even <laughs> implement uh, answer to be answered. <laughs> he's floundering and his rhetoric is bad. He I get points. <laughs> you guys are you guys are fucking debate broing so hard right now. <laughs> you're gishkalopping or whatever the fuck. Yeah, is yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's beloved. It's just like Matt said. It's like what what can you even say about it? I mean, we did a whole episode. It, I I have I have come to believe that it's the the this novel is probably in the top five like most important American novels ever written. Um, I just think that it's discussion of these historical issues, contemporary issues around racism, slavery, the black experience. Um, it's, it's just, and, 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 you know, coupled with Morrison's literary talents, obviously it's just singular. There's nothing else like it that I've ever encountered. Um, and, uh, it, it should be, you know required reading multiple times over the course of a life for any american citizen as far as i'm concerned um and uh yeah i i just i, I mean I, there's not a lot else to say it's it's just it's just uh incredible yeah good good pick good number one thanks it was it was i will say it was kind of close with a single man because i just personally Loved that fucking book so much. Yeah. Well, that I mean, you guys are right. Mine, mine is a single man. Um, I remember it, it was our first pick of the book of the year, right? Uh, it was the it second. Was. We did the we, oh, we did the Charles poetry. Simic uh, poetry collections first. Yeah. But I remember reading it and finishing it and being like, "This my I feel like this will already be my my number one." I just yep. loved it. I mean, we've talked about it a lot during this episode, but it was just like. It was, it was a uh, short but efficient. It it like checked every box for me. It um, I don't know. It was emotionally impactful. The characters were really interesting. The moments were just like sporadic and true to life. Um, yeah, I just loved it, and I I feel like I could go back to it, enjoy it again. You know, I think that was the answer to my question before. What would I go back? I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I just loved it. Um, it'll be like a favorite book of mine for a long time, I think. Completely, completely agree. It's it's so good. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, it was a stacked. It was a stacked year for the like, the cream of the crop. Yeah, it's it was it was it really was at the top. It it was just so much good stuff. I mean, all our number ones. I feel like obviously we say like must reads to anybody who. Yes. Likes reading. <laughs> yeah. No question. 
Ooh, there's a spider in my room. I'm going to kill it. Ooh, get that spider. Um, well, that's it, everybody. That's that's the end of the the, no, the, hol- the no, holidays. Oh, you got it. <laughs> Save it. No, don't. Well, it seems like he's trying to kill it. I killed it. I killed it. Good. How big was it? Good for you. I mushed it. It was a little too big for my liking. Is all. Yeah. I'll say. There's a there's a line where it's like there's I'll let I'll let you live versus nope. Yeah, that was a nope yeah. spider. There there's yeah. cute ones, but that one was. Well, listen. Okay, anyway. Happy uh, holidays from the Spinecrackers podcast, everybody. This has been the second annual Spinecrackers. <laughs> Crackers. <laughs> Let's just get through it. Uh, end Sorry. of the year spectacular uh, holiday spectacular, and uh, hopefully you, you enjoyed. Hopefully it was uh, fun for everybody. If you like the show, again, Patreon.com/slash/Spinecrackers, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us if you want to. And if you want to keep listening, we're going to continue this episode in our oh yeah episode. We got a bunch of questions we got to go through here. We got a bunch of listener questions that we have to to address, um, and some of them should be uh, very funny to try to answer. So if you if you want to hear that, you can get access to all the full episodes, two bucks a month, Patreon.com. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you over there, and you can join up on the Discord with all of the lovely people who have asked these questions that we're going to be answering. And we will see, see you, you in year. 2023. It's going to be Join lit. us. It, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> our, fir- our, lit- our, I'm not, our first literally. episode is going to be a hitter. That's right. Our first episode is going to be a hitter. It's a big it boy. It's a big boy. It is. Yeah. yeah. A guy, a guy you, all of you like. Everyone loves this guy. Everyone knows him. And it's big, 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 big. It's going to be huge. It's huge. It's Many pages. Huge. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great holiday, and we'll see you in 2023. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.